don't know what's going on, but I'm not happy about it. Hi, Shannon. Hi, G. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Three Books, One Plot, the only podcast on the web where one of us writes Life and Death, one of us writes Midnight Sun, and some Team Jacob artist with soup for a foot reads New Moon. <laughs> so, um, okay. everyone, welcome back, my dear soup-footed friend, Winnie, who <laughs> you may recall from last season episode, what was it, Beaches versus Bears? Five yes. or six, I think. It, it was the awesome. Jacob episode. You called, yeah. we, we knew we had to give that to you because you're, you're a werewolf, girl. Probably the Jacobist, Jacob Stan we know. Uh, sorry Aww. to um <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm okay, hold on. Soupfoot, what's happening here? Uh, <laughs> what's happening here? I have the foot of a 70 year old man because I gave my friend a piggyback ride after seeing Mamma Mia Here We Go Again for the third time and broke my entire foot. I love the Mamma Mia part of that story. I'm why. <laughs> What makes it soupy? Wait, do I want to know? Oh, bro, no, the there's just a little bit of bones floating in there. <laughs> oh, you know what? I knew I it, instant. I finished asking. I knew I was gonna regret it. I forgot I didn't. I forgot I haven't said shit. Damn. I well, at least breakfast is settled in my tummy. That was creative. I like that one, G. Oh, thank you. I worked hard. I thought you were gonna call me a furry again. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I have to be different. That's a time, given. You know? I mean, that, listen, that's a given. We're in these, um, these this new, is moon the, new moon era. Yeah, we've had a lot of um, furries, both self-admitted and not on the podcast. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not with the K, haha. Um, <laughs> Fuck. All right, you got that's me there. <laughs> you got me there. Cheers, bitch. Um, but as our guest today, um, Winnie is going to be our Twihard of the week having read chapter 11, Cult, and chapter 12, Intruder of New Moon. We're doing another two-chapter one today, mm-hmm. so you guys are getting a little bit a little bit extra from us Double again. Fun. Always. Um, I have been your feminist this week. I have had the pleasure <laughs> of doing euphoria and agonies, chapter 11 and chapter 12. And G has had the privilege. Extreme privilege. Listen, I had noon. <laughs> um for edward's two chapters whatever they may be mm-hmm. yeah and i'm so excited i'm also so excited <laughs> You'll to find see out. You will find dark out dark noon is kind of turned into the one where it's like i'm glad we really save it for last because it's such a wild what card. have we come up with now <laughs> because we don't fucking know what edward's doing in any given new moon chapter. i was like yeah he's like properly fucked off at this point up so. he sure has yeah we'll we'll do a previously on we'll update you on where we last previously left him on. and then we'll read the excerpt Ooh, but um previously anyway here we all are we're doing an episode let's go double chapter double the fun Ooh. okay so winnie you get our returning guest questions um and our new moon questions double whammy that's for right. you um that's right so first question uh has your opinions of twilight or your experience or anything like h- how has it changed since we last talked if it has changed um, yeah oh any new no dude that has not changed. I, yeah. I read Twilight and New Moon when I was like, you know those medias that you experience so Formative. utterly alone in your own vacuum that yep. you now have created your own thoughts about it and yeah. you cannot be touched? They're like a beautiful rose behind a glass. You Aww. cannot touch it's them. Like like a it's like a fossil on like a bookshelf. A beautiful shelf. parrot tulip on a black exactly so i i respect i respect baby winnie's um thoughts on the book and i like to in fact think about what i thought of when i first read it and almost like dig deeper into that so 
Baby cool, Winnie cool. sure loved the werewolves. <laughs> and then um, question number two, returning guest question, is have you done any new fandom stuff? Have you joined any new How? fandoms, gotten into anything new? Yeah. Since What's your updates, talked? bestie? Tell us How all about you? it. <laughs> this is great. Fandom updates and life updates, if those are, if you want to share any of those too. Oh boy. Okay. Well, fandom update. So I'm 30 years old and... Uh, I kind of miss the whole uh, prime Harry Potter fan, like a uh, station <laughs> from the youth. Sure I did. skipped that one. I was, I was busy doing too many sports. Yeah. So it seems at 30, it is now bonked me right over the head. And now I will be at a Walmart and be like, Oh my God, can you believe they have Harry Potter? Stuff? It's pretty bad. It's pretty, Truly, it's pretty bad. Investing at the all time low of the franchise. I know. Oh my I, God. That's definitely plummeted. Uh, I want to say it can only go up from here, but I mean, until, yeah, until cool. she's not alive. Anymore. Has it come to Jesus moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking dead, but that's much better and more. Dead is also going to Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, y'all. I'm not reading those books again. I'm not here for the books. I'm, I'm here for the fan fiction. Yes. That's yeah. what, well, see, and that's what everybody's saying. They're all here that's for, what I've heard like... From anyone still engaged. Kaylee was talking about the Draco renaissance at the beginning of season one of, that she mm. found from TikTok. My, um, about Draco my like, sister-in-law is basically so into Harry Potter fan fiction right now because of the like renaissance of there. Harry Potter content out there and how it's been popularized on places like TikTok and how mm-hmm. people are, there's less shame around talking about fan fiction nowadays, which I mean, there's yeah. just pros oh, and sure. cons because there's always going to be the stigma and you always hear, yeah. this was a fan fiction, derogatory. Yeah, but like we're, we're living in a post Fifty Shades era, so people it's are much more open about it now. It's, it's interesting. I actually got dragged back or not back into it but got dragged into it because one of my best friends is really into the cursed child show on broadway oh god really and the americanized version hold on (laughs) hold on the americanized version i'm not sure if it's like they got the rights or something but they cut it in half from the london version and they have been like actually harry potter's son and draco malfoy's son are in love I did not know this. And they are the bestest friends in the whole world. They made it gay? Because I've read the script when it came out, and I was like, it's this is bad. like a fan fiction I, I would have written was, at age 10. Yeah, I heard it was really bad. It is worse than the worst fanfic imaginable. It is my immortal what? levels of bad, that script. so funny. I knew it was bad, but I didn't know it was that bad. But I had no it, idea the American version had changed things. That is interesting. Yeah, no, they like I'm... cut out all the flashbacks. They made it so neither of the boys like end up with a girl. Don't flirt with girls. Like they just like hold hands and stare at each other longingly while the music rises. Winnie, I'm not gonna lie. When you said before, you said that they like made it gay. I was about to be like, they did not trans someone's gender. Did they trans someone's gender? Because I got so excited no, just now. If only. If, It'd be awesome if they did. It would be hilarious. Oh, and as if being into Harry Potter isn't enough, my other hyperfixation and fandom right now is Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, but that's a, it's a good time to be in Five Nights Oh, no, it's Freddy's. a great time to be a... Yeah, Peter Malark is about to bring you on a journey in theaters. <laughs> he already is. Oh, oh, I've seen that journey like three times, dude. It came out like last week. Yeah. The movie looks very fun, and I wish I were there to go see it with you because... Josh Hutcherson gave it everything he had, and I appreciate that. So really? He, he did I, not play I around. I kind of want to see it. I like him. He's a always been baby so harry potter and five nights at freddy's those two totally similar um fandoms yep. sister fandoms one could say 
Uh-huh. I, I'm, I feel free living in my uh, cringe era. You know and what? that's how you should We feel. are only ever here to support cringe. We're a Twilight podcast. You are a baby. Twilight podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, question number three um, for the New Moon era is New Moon specific. What has, and I feel like I already know the answer to this, but just for the benefit of our listeners, <laughs> what is your relationship to New Moon? Like how, what were your initial oh impressions God. when you first read it versus now? We've actually had a lot of New Moon haters as our guests on this podcast. Yeah, no, I bet you have. You're refreshing here. So we need your input. <laughs> New Moon's my favorite book. <laughs> Good. It's truly, really, I, I don't know what it was when I was in high school. Like, I think I liked this and Eclipse the most, but New Moon like always holds a very special place in my heart. I don't know if it's because I was like a depressed high schooler who didn't know I was depressed. So like reading Bella's despair felt validating or something, but I actually like found comfort in her like absolutely balls to the walls, insane depression. (laughs) She was like, what if I just died and i was like oh my god Valid. you said oh my god Dark. she just like she's for saying real. she's saying it she's the truth like you know she is the truth and there's always something very i'm a big um like in in terms of like relationships and stuff like that i'm usually a big like second love quote unquote shipper just because i like Aww. the idea of someone who's very broken from someone else and then meeting oh, someone I love that that's so shakespearean who has Aww. the patience to kind of sit with them in it i always that find that sweet. and like that's something that always hits me. The healing of it. It's the healing aspect of it all. Yeah. Yeah. So you mean that you are drawn to pairings where it's, the characters are not each other's first love and they're at least one of the characters. It's like, it's their second love. And so they've, they're a little more jaded. Maybe they don't even necessarily fit together, but they find themselves trying to find the patience to understand each other. Mm -hmm. I find that interesting. And I think I'm giving like, obviously right now I'm giving Bella and Jacob like way too much credit, but like (laughs) the idea of that, I think was, no, I think, I I am very good at reading books or reading fix, and if I like think it could go a better way, I just rewrite it in my head as yeah, I'm reading it. Sure. And that could have been what was going on here. But, that's kind uh, of a fandom mindset too. Yeah, very, like, very well, specific. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's why New Moon always struck a chord, and it's very funny because I actually usually when I do my reread of New Moon, <laughs> I stop before I get back to the vampire. <laughs> Yeah, we were oh just talking about that. We have discussed in previous episodes how people who read New Moon tend to either read only the beginning and end or only the middle, only the depending middle. on whether they're a vampire or a werewolf person. We are beginning and end people. Do I hear yes, you? Yeah, we are. I think one of our first discussions, G, was like talking about this book, and you were like, isn't the end the best part? And I'm like, uh oh. You said, uh oh. Yeah, yikes. Well, in that case, not enough Italians in the middle bit. Yeah, right. Not enough <laughs> spicy meatballs. Not enough biting. Not enough bite by kill. But you know what? This well, chapter, although there's quite a bit of bite by kill. This chapter gave us a little bit, so I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it. Let's see here. Well, before we get into the actual discussion of what we have to really dig into today, which I'm so mm-hmm. fucking excited for you guys, I have a little bit of pre-book talk that I want to share with the people. Um, so where we're recording right now, it is the beginning of November. You guys are going to get this episode, I believe. In New the Year's Day. New Year's Day, yeah. On the New oh, Year. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy, oh, happy wow, new 2024. Tier. Happy New Year. <laughs> Good thing it's still 2020. Like, hey, 2020. No, truly. So Crazy how that works. I received a message yesterday from someone because it's like Halloween time. It's it's fall. We're really getting into the Near October, about. November, December. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, we're really, the vibes, we're feeling them. The vibes are on. And yesterday I received a text from a friend 
who had just gone to a local bakery somewhere in Pennsylvania. And she was like, I need you to look at this. And what it was, is it was this bakery that had an entire Twilight menu. And when I tell you, I gasped out loud. It's not an entire Twilight menu, but it's a section of the menu dedicated to Twilight. And I'm actually going to go ahead and I'm going to drop the link in this chat so you two can open it if you want to. Okay, and we're going to put it in show notes. Never, And we'll put it in the show notes. Y'all listeners can look at it as well. Hopefully by this point it's still up, but if not, we'll take screenshots so you can see what it looked like anyway. But this is the Bagel Bar Cafe. Harry Potter iced! And there's also Harry Potter (laughs) drinks too! But for November, for their October drink specials, they went Harry Potter inspired, and for their November drink specials, they went Twilight inspired. There's Renesmee hot. Yeah, there's a Renesmee drink that's iced and hot, and there's a Jacob drink that's also iced and hot. Um, Bella and Edward's drinks are both iced, and Charlie also has a drink that's hot. He's got a little oh my god, elderberry blackberry London fog. So very. Very cute. There's also some mm-hmm. baked goods, but I don't have that tab open currently. But there's also um, baked goods named after them. But the descriptions. What's, the descriptions are so funny. Surrender yourself to the comforting warmth of this indulgent <laughs> caramel. I like to have It's It's, I think, stuff oh like God. this is so funny. And I remember at some point earlier in this year, maybe it was last year, on social media. Cutstown. Where the all fuck these is Cutstown? All these contests going around to name small town like cafe and donut shops with like fandom-esque names. And I wanted to kind of put out there in the world, if anyone has any local bakeries or cafes or coffee shops that do stuff like this when it comes to Twilight Spy or even fandom-inspired names for drinks and snacks and like limited time goodies, please, please let us know because this stuff fascinates me. And I would love to, if anyone out there has, you know, a cafe that's sharing twilight stuff this time of year for the cold weather, for cozy season, I would love to put it out there so more people can go and know about this because I find it so fun when whatever 20 something is like, Hey boss, listen, I've got a great idea for our fall lineup. And they're like the Edward Cullen Cause it's just, I want to be in on that conversation. Yeah. This is amazing. I mean, I don't even go here. I don't even drink coffee, but I would order one of these just to experience. I was it, you know? so disappointed. My friend Logan was the one who sent this to me and I was so disappointed when um, she told me that it was in Pennsylvania, which is where she's at right now. But I will also in the show notes share that she bought the Renesmee iced and I'll share oh. a couple of pictures that she took because it's yeah, well, just... I, I immediately looked it up because I have a lot of family in Pennsylvania. I was born there, actually. Um, but it's it's in Allentown. It's like a suburb of Allentown. So that's a little, a little too far north for me. But maybe I can make it up there someday. I don't know. But this next time I'm there is awesome. And we even, G and I even have a friend that has made like Twilight drinks in the past or designed Twilight alcoholic beverages in yes, the past. So our bartender friend, she has made Twilight cocktails. And so if you're out there and you've made your own Twilight inspired thing of any kind, please share it with us. And especially again, if there's a local place that you know of, or even if it's not local, you've just heard of it like this, share, share with us because I would love to get, we're always interested in that stuff. Yeah. We're so, (laughs) I think it's so fun and I think it's so fascinating. And I thought it was a really fun thing to share because I mean, we're in cozy season now. We're all chilly. We're snuggled up. It's true. It's true. It's like, it's a good like seasonal cozy vibe. Twilight plus 
coffee. Yeah. And I'm so, I just want to be nosy and see where else this shit's happening. Because I know what's happening in other places. <laughs> oh, for sure. But for not sure. everybody has my number. <laughs> Logan does. You want to give it live on the air like James did? <laughs> I do. Man, oh man. That kind of wraps up what I wanted to talk about. Oh, I will say though that Halloween was last week. And I did proudly fuck my eyeballs up with a repeat of my Alice Cullen costume that I didn't even get a full body picture of. So love that. We'll for just me. post whatever pictures we have. <gasps> it doesn't Alice Shannon in the show notes. It's... Oh my god, I didn't tell you guys what I did for Halloween. Oh my god, what did you do? What did you do? I went to a vampire party. <gasps> you did tell me this. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. You sent me pictures of this. Yes, it was vampires only. You weren't allowed to enter unless you had a vampire name and a vampire outfit. Fangs were mandatory. And we had different drinks and stuff. But it was cool. We had the catacombs. The basements were set up with, like, spooky stuff in graves and only played vampire music. Which is music where you were talking about being eternal. Just organs. Oh, so Olivia Rodrigo on repeat, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Just muse. Yeah, I'll look for some pictures to send. But it was very fun. That's so fun, man. Well, I'm, that just put me in such a delightful mood. And I'm so excited to It really is Twilight season. Like, everyone's getting into it, you know. Twilight joy is in the air. We're really spreading the new moon depression. (laughs) I was going to say we feel the love, but that's also happening here. But, I mean, in order to really get into the Twilight spirit, what better way than to start reading some new moon chapters here? But before we get into this, uh, G, do you happen to have a timeline check-in? And I'm excited to find out what the timeline check-in is for this episode. Because while reading, I I found myself having to flip back and forth to really try to figure out how much time has passed between the past yes. few chapters, really. Well, this is this a very notable one. Um, so chapter 11 starts on Tuesday, March 7th, and or actually maybe Monday. Um, it's, a, it's basically mm. a week. Um, March 7th <laughs> through Friday, March 10th, 2006. And then chapter 12 is the early morning hours of Saturday, March 11th. Um, and interestingly, this is almost exactly a year since... Edward and Bella's meadow date. Because remember, we got stuck on March 13th for like several episodes. <gasps> Everything happens in March in these books. And I don't know why. Um, Twilight, it's always in March is the fateful events. So we're really kind of getting into the bulk of the action. We're kind of, this is like, we're just sort of transitioning into that part. Um, and it's been, it's been a year since our, our last action. I think this March, we're going to make it a little later in the month before things, the shit really hits the fan, but <laughs> we are going to be stuck in later up March soon. So, and this actually, this chapter, this episode, um, these two chapters, both page wise and chapter wise are the halfway point of the book. So we yeah. are exactly halfway oh. through. Yeah. Wait, it took us halfway through the book to get to... <laughs> okay, that's yeah. funny. I love this book. <laughs> yep. To get to the W word, which we'll be able to talk about this episode. Um, mm-hmm. The W word. The W word. It doesn't It doesn't have as much of a fun way to say it as the V word. The V word's good. It's not as good. fun as the V the word. The W word There's is There's not like, enough like okay. filthy words to start with W. I know. Because <laughs> we last left Bella right as she had had the horrifying realization that there's... Nothing she can do to stop Victoria uh, from McMurdering her. I love that. A really great yeah. horror beat. I loved that. Yeah, she had the Laurent confrontation. He was chased off by some wolves. And then she was like, well, Victoria um, wants me dead. 
I'm dead. Yeah. I can't fight her. I, I can't no hide. Good. And I'm I that can't was a good sleepless night. Oh, I can't wait because they keep that energy going through the beginning of this next chapter. But before the we get to this chapter, sentence is a banger. It's so yeah. good. But before we get to it, before we tell the people who I know are so eagerly awaiting it, we've uh-huh. got a couple. We've got some summaries we got to give today. We sure do because we, we have two more books to think about and summarize. Two more fake books. So before we can talk about Euphoria and Agony, before we can talk about Dark Noon, we've got to back it up and just stick with New Moon. Now, uh, Winnie, yeah, my darling, yeah. Do you happen to have a summary for chapter 11 cult and or chapter 12 intruder? Okay, I'll do 160 seconds. That sound good with you guys? Oh, I am so down for it. But whenever you are ready, give us uh, a full minute of whatever these people are about to hear today from us. <laughs> All right. We'll see where I go. I probably missed some stuff. Oh. Crack my knuckles. There you go. <laughs> All right. Okay. Bella goes back to her very good no bad time because Jacob is icing her out. But instead of falling into the depths of her depression, she goes, actually, fuck that noise. This bitch is not going to ignore me. And she proves her stalker behavior to the max and stays outside of his house and waits and waits. And she's like, I'm not going fucking anywhere. There's one day she calls him a million times until he comes out and he's just like, I can't see you anymore. My friend said no. And then he shows up at her house that night like, hey, what's up, girl? (laughs) He shakes her. While she's sleepless, it is just like, think about something besides vampires for a moment. Good luck. Bye. And then that's pretty much the whole chapter. And then she's like, wait a minute. Wolf. <laughs> that really is how it is. Wait a minute. Wolf. I Perfect summary. So thoroughly enjoyed reading these new moon chapters. And less than 40 seconds. Very impressive. Yeah, that was really good. I skipped a lot of stuff. Bella panics about like, are they eat people? Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll so hear about panic. it. <laughs> She tells us so much. A, getting through a panic attack with Bella. She Swan. really holds nothing back, that Bella. Um, but speaking of people who hold nothing back, what is Bo up to in chapter eleven and twelve? Which I assume are still oh, called I'm so... cult and intruder. They certainly are called cult and intruder. Um, are you doing a sixty second or two thirties? Or... Yeah, sixty seconds. So eleven okay. and twelve are going to all be together today. Gotcha. <laughs> if I go over, who cares? Who cares? Oh man, I've, ever since. James's two-minute summary. (laughs) While Bo reads his last will and testament, he realizes something terrible. Julie Black has succumbed to the logo MLM, and Bo has to act fast before she does something worse like snitch on Stoner Tatum and really piss off Jeremy and the rest of the Forks potheads. Armed with a copy of the DSM, Bo prepares to do what any other person in the situation would do, pathologize a minor, and if all else fails, a good old-fashioned kidnapping will surely do. Charlie is skeptical, Quill scared, and Bonnie is honestly living for this drama. Bo's ready to beach these girls off, but can't seem to unfriend zone himself enough to get himself out of this one, folks. He receives the type of verbal abuse that, can only, that only a pissed off 16-year-old girl can dish out. And then Wee Wee Wee's himself home yet again. Later, while having his tri-nightly nightmare, Bo wets him, nearly wets himself when he gets a surprise visitor at his window. But hold on there, Julie. You gotta pay the toll again to this boy's holes, and Bo's not opening up without some answers. Blow, swells be upon ye. When and how did Julie get so dot 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 big? Bo cops a feel. Julie flops around on his bed and even can't gets a cameo in another signature Bo nightmare. Is this a bingo? Well, this dog's name isn't B-I-N-G-O, but Bo's ready to drop some namos if it keeps the local tourists from getting murdered jesus Ooh. christ right under the wire like 57 seconds not bad not bad you got it man i am told not to get into this boy's holes that was... <laughs> the holes you were just zinging and zinging all over the place holy shit yeah, that, uh, i was... again felt like slam poetry holy shit i can't wait to talk about holes today good lord <laughs> there are some choice hole mentions in these chapters i 
was losing my mind. All about these holes that Bella and she Bo does have. talk about her holes a lot. Bella is obsessed with her holes, and honestly, <laughs> she's got to start. We got to get that self esteem somewhere. Let's start here, even yep. if it's not going to be in a true phase. Anyways, that was Bo. He's having a time, but ain't, he ain't, ain't that the case? Mm-hmm. But forget about Bella. Forget about Bo. The real star of the show here is Edward Cullen. Um, Thank you, she, As Edward Cullen's therapist this week, can you mm-hmm. tell us um, what you think these two chapters should be named and what he was potentially oh, okay, doing? Okay. What the fuck did I call them? <laughs> okay, yes. Okay, so I have titled chapter 11, Arrival, and chapter 12, Pursuit. Mm. um so yeah and i i don't think my summary is going to be anywhere near 60 seconds so okay hooray there's only one <clears throat> well okay well whenever you're ready my dear hit it okay edward has had it with these motherfucking humans on his motherfucking plane and you know what for the first time his endless stream of complaints might just be valid as he bitches about the inconvenience of post 9-11 air travel maybe james had the right idea when he skipped the security line and just fucking stole the whole plane houston we do have a problem and it's that edward gets off his flight only to run smack into victoria who mentally gives him the finger before disappearing either onto a flight to a brazil or into the fucking ocean forced to make his own goddamn decisions without the aid of his deus ex machina sister for once edward decides it's time for a brazilian i mean a Brazilian vacation. He still has pubes. Probably. I, I don't like that. That's the image you left us on. You <laughs> It is. Oh, I guess it's not the morning anymore. She but the, well, there's no time of day I want to think about Edward Cullen's pubes. <laughs> too bad. But you know who I do want to think about? Victoria giving Edward the middle finger. You know what? Because that's love this excerpt then. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for this excerpt. These excerpts today are going to be really well, good. And I'm excited because I finally managed to work in. Um, we held a new moon cover, our fake books cover design contest. Oh. And the prize was you get to name a character in Dark Noon. So I got, I managed to work in one of our winners chosen names in this chapter. So I'm proud of that. I can't wait to see what you've done with this name. But... Honestly, what's great is that now we can kind of start to get the ball rolling and work our way up Mm -hmm. to figuring that out. And in order to do that, we got to go back to chapter 11, Cult of New Moon. And I just, Winnie, take take us through the vibes that you get the instant you start reading. Because you already said that the first line is a banger. Because Uh. boy, is it ever. So I, I'm, you know, I already mentioned I like watching Bella be depressed. I enjoy reading it. I truly mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. And I, I like this chapter because she is like right back there. But with the added terror of being like, I have accepted I am going to die. And now the best yeah. I can do is make sure I am alone. So no one around me also dies. Bella, guess I'll so, die, Swan. Oh, yeah, she really is like, I mean, it's just coming any day now. Like, whatever. I love this proper trauma response, though, because the hypervigilance, the anxiety, she's the jumpy, she's sweating. She's like, her heart is racing. She, I... I gotta say, it's very chilling. First of all, the sentence, each time that I opened my eyes to the morning light and realized I'd lived through another night was a surprise to me. Mm. Ah. Middle as fuck. And oh, then the fact that so she good. has to immediately go check on Charlie and be like, did Charlie make it through I the night? No, She's like, if I die, whatever. But Charlie's not allowed. He is not mm-hmm. allowed. And uh, there's a great line right at the beginning where she says, I could tell he, Charlie, was worried. Watching me jump at any sound or my face suddenly go white for no reason that he could see. From the question he asked now and then, he seemed to blame the change on Jacob's continued absence. 
And this gives such Charlie thinks Bella keeps getting in domestically abusive relationships vibes that we talked about earlier in the season. And it makes me want to scream because it's like, oh, shit. I mean, I don't think Charlie thinks Jacob is abusing But but I know know he doesn't think that, but you could so interpret it He thinks she's like backsliding into her her Edward mode, you know, where she's like... I do like that because she... I feel this, Bella, because she's like in like such a trauma response from thinking she's gonna die. She's in a very fuck it mode with (laughs) interrupting Jacob. (laughs) Like I love where it's immediately on Wednesday. I called every half hour until eleven at night, and I'm like, yeah, girl, let's go. (laughs) My note for that was Bella, my sister in sin. This is stalker behavior. Billy's <laughs> gonna file a fucking restraining order, and then Charlie will have to enforce it. Is that what you want? Is that what you want? Charlie, like, coming That's home throughout headed. the day and seeing I, her still at the phone. No, but I love this change in her behavior and how she is yeah. so desperately, she needs Jacob. Because before it's like, I need Jacob Brown because he keeps the numbness at bay. And now it's like, I am going to get murdered and I'm scared and I feel unsafe and I want fucking Jacob here with me. Yeah. Well, until she thinks it through. And then I actually kind of have to give her credit when she thinks it through and she's like, wait a second. If I go physically to La Push, Mm -hmm. I'm going to leave a scent trail and Victoria could follow me to Jacob and kill him. Yes. And she's like, I can't go seek him out in person because I'll put him in danger, which is like for fucking once she thinks about someone other than herself. Thank God. I I have to give her credit for that. I think that's why I like them. I stepped off the Bella Hay train and and I'm having a good time again. I mean, this chapter is like, it's interesting. Like, her behavior makes sense a little more than usual, and it's actually Jacob who's behaving real irrationally. Yeah! She's like, Jacob, don't ice me. That's my Twama. Twama? <laughs> don't leave yeah, me in the woods crying. <laughs> That's my Twama. Even before we get there, I think some of the language uh, that Bella uses to describe her mental state at the beginning is just so mm. fucking funny. She, <laughs> she says, it had been bad enough to be alone before I was scared silly. <laughs> And she uses that phrase again in this scared, chapter later. Silly. So I just want to put a pin in scared silly. She's scared, like, oh, a murderer is going to come silly. kill me. I'm scared silly. And like, when she talks about potentially leading Victoria to Jacob, she uses the most dramatic ass language. She's like, I can't bring my lethal shadows, which is, it's such an Edward thing to say. <laughs> like, yeah. I hate to say this in a Jacob chapter, but that's why I'm team Edward. She just matches his energy so much better. <laughs> Oh, no, absolutely. Um, Those freaks need each other. No, you know what? Strong showing from Jacob in this chapter, to be fair. Um, Yeah. But I think before we get to that, we need to take a drink for the new hole that's developing in Bella's stomach. Oh, new hole. Wait, can I I, um, read that sentence because I have more thoughts? Talk about it. She says, the worry for Jacob was eating a hole in my stomach. Soon I would have matching punctures. Get Um, it? Okay, so- I'm going to go ahead and diagnose Bo with an ulcer here. Um, oh. Eating a hole in your stomach. Pr- probably get that checked out. I feel like maybe they've been taking Go to a ibuprofen without drinking milk or eating food first. Bo's health um, has taken a nosedive since Edith left. So that poor kid, at least Bella's got like, she doesn't have IBS or anything developing, but Bo mm-hmm. hasn't been so lucky. Poor Bo. He's got all his conditions. Yeah, His conditions. <laughs> they do love to dole them out. Um, like Winnie was saying... Uh, the first like several pages or page I'm reading a ebook version, so I can't really tell of this chapter is just like a supercut of times Bella stalked Jacob, and it yes. it lasts a full week. It goes 
Monday through Friday. It's fantastic. Times she stalked Jacob. Times she called Jacob. Times she asked Charlie to talk to ask Billy where Jacob was. I think he even asks Harry where Jacob was at some point. It's just yeah. fucking. It's it's a lot. Um, and it takes her that whole week. It takes her five days for it to, to occur realize. to her that perhaps <laughs> Jacob is ghosting me because he's joined Sam's cult. I just, ma'am, why did you think? What else would it be? <laughs> I'm gonna give her a little more, uh, a little, a little more credit because in her brain, the last thing Jacob said was like, "No matter what is happening, I will be there." And also, like Me he expressed so many times, he's like, "I'm so scared of Sam. Ooh. I don't like him." Well, I think the fact that he's expressed that fear a bunch is like more evidence that, of course, that's what happened. I guess that's true too. But I also love Bella. Whenever she's determined to do some dumb shit, mm-hmm. I love that because she thinks she's going to mm-hmm. kidnap and deprogram him, and that's great. That's fun. But she does say something really funny when the realization strikes. Oh, her. I know what line this is. Read it. Read it. Oh God! Well, let me find it because oh, I, I have giggled. It here, yeah, you read it because I don't have it. Okay. She says she felt really stupid for not seeing it sooner, so that's a good lampshade. And then she says, "Sure, I'd had a lot on my mind." Revenge-obsessed vampires, giant mutant wolves, a ragged hole in the center of my chest. But when I laid the evidence out, it was embarrassingly obvious. But I just fucking love that she once again has ranked her high school breakup, right? The ragged hole in her chest at the same threat level as murder (laughs) and or mutant wolf attack. She's like, these things is the same. I'm with you, Bella. I was more referring to when she said, holy crow. But that was oh, too. I didn't catch that. Holy okay, crow! Holy crow. crow! Holy crow! Baby. Scared, silly, holy crow. She's really um letting them fly this chapter. She's, Bella she's is such a Bella. silly goose. I know. Scared, silly goose. Oh my god! And then because she realizes, oh no, she's like, well, what do I do? And so she calls Charlie at the police station. Yeah, she fucking calls <gasps> oh, the yeah. cops on Sam, just like Jessica <laughs> Stanley's mother. She tries to Karen. She's <sighs> like, Jacob didn't call me for the week for a week. Nine one fucking one. <laughs> I love this interaction between Bella and Charlie, though. I really liked it. I thought it was fun. And then when Bella gets really whiny at the end and she says she she calls herself whiny. Gotta give her credit for self-awareness. Well, and I feel like it's almost poetically just because when she calls Charlie to be like, something's wrong with Sam, Charlie has the exact same response that he presumably did to Billy when Billy was like, something's wrong with Carlisle. Charlie's just like, no, Sam is lovely. We love Sam. <laughs> Great guy. Bang up kid. Yeah. <laughs> Karmically wow. just, I would say. But um, after their little conversation and then Charlie dismisses her, um, she calls Billy and she gets her quote unquote like confirmation. And then yeah, Billy's real sick of her. Billy is <laughs> Poor Billy in this chapter. Widegrass Billy. The respect that I have for Widegrass Billy and his patience is just <laughs> monumental, you know? He is having to run interference with these dumb white people at the same time he's dealing with like my son is a werewolf and like adjusting and to that. Get murdered by a vampire. <laughs> yeah. There's rogue vampires on the loose. His cop best friend is ha- is dogging him. Haha <laughs> puns, werewolf <laughs> And this ah! this annoying teen girl will not stop calling. <laughs> Man. Poor Billy. He's so always getting the short end of the Bella stick, it seems. Goes to La Push. Well, and even before that, when she talks about like 
what am I going to do if Jacob's in this cult? She talks about how she saw a PBS show on deprogramming the brainwashed, which is great. (laughs) She's like, I will catch him. I will tie him up, put him in a chair, and I will fix him myself. She plans to physically kidnap Jacob to rescue him from Sam, which first of all, funny, because he's like six foot five at this point. Second of all, it's such an Edward move. That's yes. like what Edward does to Bella. Yeah. It's once again like showing that like she and Edward share They're the same brain cells. Made for each other, dude. But I have to say, I feel like this would hit very different with Bo planning to physically kidnap Julie. He's like, I'm going to physically abduct her and rescue her from that sinister girl gang. Yeah, he said, I'm going to kidnap a minor. The sinister girl gang. Do you think they have matching jackets? I hope they have like matching <gasps> pink jackets. They can't wear jackets. They're too hot. Oh, that's true. Gee, that's right. Maybe, well, maybe they can't wear open George. open vests. <laughs> they gotta no, wear those like open the vests, tanks. Those like frayed at the edges, like open. Uh, that would vests. be good girl gang attire. Or they just running around in sports bras, arms out, like... so we can see the arms. Mm. I mean, realistically, probably the sports bras. Although I think we sports always see bras. Leah in the movies in like a a muscle shirt. No, like a I think the girls. T-shirt. Yeah, I think the girls should still get the jorts. I think she should. They should have a sports bra, but then also have like. Almost like a Canadian what tuxedo. What are those t-shirts with like the cut sleeves? No, I'm thinking of like Canadian tuxedo as like jean frayed vest. I'm really attached to the vest. Yeah, no, I think a, I think of a vest would be fun for them. Maybe just Sam could wear one as Maybe the Maybe I should leader. get myself a vest. <laughs> like be like, I think I just want Much a vest. to think about. Much to think about today. <laughs> Shannon just wants to start a girl gang for the fashion. <laughs> Oh man. Um but oh another detail that I think we skipped over when we were What's talking up? about her her phone call to Charlie uh to narc on poor Sam is that two tourists have gone missing. Um That's two more right. tourists have disappeared, Aww. which means Victoria body count. That's um, right. Which I'm instituting as a new drinking game rule. We have to drink for every one of Victoria's victims. So Cheers. currently her body count for this book stands at 2. Uh, never forget never forget yeah no they got snatched two sips and yeah i like that charlie says bella i've got a lot on my plate right now because of course he does because man's hungry (laughs) it's like i don't have time to deal with your fucking teenage relationship bullshit you're gonna have to sort this out she's like you and jacob i really 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 miss jacob so i've crafted a story on what has happened and it's sinister and he's like people are dead bella people are dying (laughs) people are dying for him Literally. That's, so that's is what it that is what's happening. That's great. And she does uh, not make the connection to Victoria. She thinks it's the wolves because she saw Laurent mm-hmm. run away. She doesn't know that the wolves killed Laurent. She like fantasized, like, oh, maybe the wolves kill like, him. These are murder wolves. But she doesn't really believe that. So she thinks the wolves are out there and she thinks it was them killing these Dangerous. people. Dangerous, yeah. So she takes her happy ass to La Push and who does she see walking on the side of the road? Oh, this scene hurts Quill. my heart. No! She's finding Quill. Quill. And I will say, before we get to Quill and Bella and their conversation that really made me frowny, the sentence, this sentence has always made me roll my fucking eyes, where, mm-hmm. what was with the Quill, Quill you yes. boys? Were they feeding them experimental growth hormones? Because apparently Quill is, Quill is also and huge now. Um. Which I natives. I debated trying to do like a whole TED talk about this. Yeah, I think I'm just going to do a mini one and then yeah. link some research in the show notes for you guys. But basically the TLDR is that the practice of treating kids of color, especially teenage boys 
as if they are somehow more adult or mature than white teens of the same age contributes to so much racialized violence, so much profiling, all these like hate crimes and shit. Like y'all know if you live in America, you've, you've seen the fucking headlines. I don't need to tell you. Um, And this is true of indigenous teens too. This is true of indigenous teen boys also. So the fact that they in as written by Stephanie Meyer, go through these crazy growth spurts and are like 16 year olds in the body of a 25 year old, which she literally says in Breaking Dawn, it was 25. It's so ick. It's so gross. And it's like, you really wrote this, huh? You really wrote this stuff. This is one of those lines that when I do my reread, I come across it and I'm like, fuck, I forgot that was in there. And then I'm like, damn it. All right, moving on. So we had to no. point so, that one out for you all today. In summary, it's fucking gross. And yeah, um, don't like don't, it. Don't write like this. If you're going to write native characters, don't, don't do this. Do it. Um, but yeah, Quill gets in the car. And then things get sad. Yeah, Bella offers him a ride. Yeah. Can't... Winnie, how do you feel about Quill? Is it just the wolves in general that you like? Do you like Jacob? most or do you have opinions on the individual i know i'm all about the wolves do you have opinions on the individual ones or now it's been a hot second Mm. um since i've been able to like think of all of them but 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 i have a fondness for i think it's seth oh it doesn't everyone everybody loves Seth. ultimately though i just i think all the all they're they're all good boys yeah Yeah. well and embry are great i like paul gives me Raphael ninja turtle vibe no anger (laughs) problems you do oh, love your fun. like stories that are about a group of rough and tumble teen boys doing yeah doing give me hijinks. the rough and tumble teen boys <laughs> i also really like sam and obviously leah because i'm not straight so yeah scream goes without saying scream. i know <laughs> like that's an obvious one. i always just assume i feel so bad for quill mm-hmm. here though i do yes, like, oh. yes. well he's and if you like, think about it from his perspective like it's one thing for jacob to ghost bella who he's only been hanging out with for two months but for Jacob yeah. and Embry to both suddenly freeze no. out Quill, their lifelong best friend, and suddenly the two of them are both in this cult hanging out without him is so, it just hurts so much that they did Sad. that. Poor Quill. Poor Quill. And it's funny because every time we've seen Quill up until now, he's like this big cocky macho. He's a comic bag. relief He's a little dirtbag teenage boy. Yeah, and now he's silly. just so sad because Defeated. his besties are gone he fucking wandered into the woods after them yeah. and they continued to ghost him they did not respond to his calls so <sighs> he sad. stared at me his face frightened i don't want to be next that's Aww. so chilling poor little guy but we do learn a little bit of information. He says, yeah. my grandfather's on the council with Jacob's dad. Sam Yuli is the best thing that ever happened to this place as far as he's concerned. So Bella's just like, what the fuck? Is- well, and that, that's like another layer of horror is that like yeah. your friends are falling to this cult, succumbing one by one. And Your none of the adults will intervene. You. None of the adults will listen to you. It's one thing yeah. for Charlie not to listen to Bella because like he doesn't really know Sam. He doesn't really know these people. But like for Quill and his you know grandfather and like Jacob's father to be like, don't worry about it. There's no adult that he can go to to be like, I need help. And that's just so sad as a teen, uh, as a kid, like, as a kid. Know, it's oh, not. He's like so severely gaslit. Poor little guy. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Bella oh. gives Quill a lift home, and then she Man. books it to the black house. Dude, I'd also be kind of like if I was Bella, I'd be like, no one's doing anything. I'm gonna do something. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
yeah, Quill's like, best of luck with that. Like, yeah, I just right. wandered around the woods for two hours. Like, and this is when Bella elevates her kind of stalker behavior because uh, instead of just yes. calling every thirty minutes, she goes park it. outside his house. Well, it's the she image, waves at Billy. The image of her waving at Billy, like she's fucking parks outside the house. He like twitches it. the curtain aside to be like, "Who has done this?" And Bella's like, "Hi, bitch!" Like, like, she's just it. sitting there like she's casing the joint. Like, it's going to come alone. Billy's going to have to set up all these booby traps for Bella. Bait them with ravioli and coke, you know? Austin novels. Because she's like, won't leave his house. And then I also think it's so funny that she's utterly unprepared to, like, sit there for two hours. She doesn't have a book. She didn't bring shit. She didn't bring her homework. She didn't bring anything to do. There's no Nintendo Switch. (laughs) She doesn't put on a podcast. She didn't bring her Game Boy Color. What is happening here? (laughs) But we do get the return of Bella's doodles, so... Bella That's likes true. to doodle confirm because she's done it twice in, in these books. So we'll Two whole times. That. You know, she has so few qualities that anytime so she does anything, qualities. we have That's, to cling to that. That's why I wrote the note because I was like, oh, we got something from her. Oh my God. Austin uh, novels and doodling. Yeah. And the Austin novels have been shelled for this book, at least I was going to say, they can, they can take away romance novels, but they can never take away doodling. No, they can't. But... <laughs> Guess what? Knock, knock, bitch. Jacob's got a new do. Angry Jacob has entered. Mm, here he is. Here is when baby Jacob is kind of gone now. Now we have this other Jacob. Who's this guy? Can I just say, yeah. like, I'm imagining him at this part. And it must be so annoying for the rest of the pack to be anywhere near his headspace. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh, my God. God. He's like, I can never talk to Bella again. My brain is so sad. I am wolf. Like, I'm like, oh, God, poor Sam. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, I had forgotten that they all, like, have, like, they're they there. share telepathy when they're in wolf form. They're so they are so Every one of this boy's emo bella, moments. Bella, 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 bella. Yeah. It's right, exactly. But before we even, like, talk about what they talk about, I have to do... Fucking Stephanie Meyer. I have to do another mini TED Talk because um, Jacob has cut his long hair. Thank you, yeah. Yeah. And Bella even mourns it. She's like, his beautiful hair. Mm-hmm. Um, in this very, like... It reminds me of the, the article that woman wrote where she's like... My son got a tattoo and it broke my heart. His beautiful shoulder is ruined forever. Shut up. I've never seen that. That's the energy Bella's giving here. Yes, but she like, is. she, it is something to be upset about from a uh, doylist perspective because yes. this is a thing in a lot of native cultures. It's one of the things that's common between a lot of different uh, tribes, nations, all that stuff, that having long hair is an important symbol and cutting your hair is in a lot of cases a taboo or traditionally a taboo and it is something that is only done when someone dies or to to mark a period of like great mourning a big event and not something that is done lightly uh and especially not something that really a white author specifically stephanie meyer who has done no research is really qualified to like handle sensitively in fiction like i think you'd want to consult a lot of sensitivity readers if you were going to write a scene of a native character cutting their hair um but the spoiler for why stephanie meyer justifies it in universe is that (laughs) this is so stupid it's so stupid this might be the dumbest thing (laughs) if if you have long hair and you morph into a werewolf the werewolf form also has long hair so it's like a fucking werewolf lasa apso Yes. Yorkshire Terrier, Pekingese, show dog, fucking wolf. Which makes That's no sense. Silly. No. Like, if 
no, no real wolf has that. So like, if you're going to turn into a wolf, why would, why would that transfer? Like it's, he doesn't even have the same hair color when he's a wolf, right? He has black hair. He turns into a wolf, reddish hair. Russet wolf. Russet um, excuse yeah. you. Yeah. It's russet. Yeah. Russet fur. <laughs> Um, that word stuck with me for my entire life. Yeah. Well, she also like, does describe him my as russet, russet skinned like six times. So yeah. that's probably why. But it's it's stupid. It's fucking stupid that all the wolves have to cut their hair. And the other thing that it does, right, is that it kind of robs them of their individuality. And Bella yeah. even remarks on it here. She's like, I can't tell any of them apart. She says, I couldn't even pick Embry out of the group. Okay, racist. Mm. You fucking know Uh, Embry. No, no. (laughs) This shit made me so fucking mad that I think this was the one time last night that I put the book down because I was like, of course all the native kids look the same. Of course they all look the same. They could have all been brothers. They all cut their hair. They could have all been brothers. They would do. And now they could have all been brothers. They all look the same. She can't even tell which one is Embry and which one is Sam, who fucking carried her bridal style. Like, they... You should know what fucking Sam looks like at this point. I can't you know, believe like, she did this, but at the same time, like, well, I it's can. Bella. So yeah, it's Bella, and it's more realistically, it's Stephanie. Stephanie. So yes, of course, we can believe she did this. Um, but again, it's it's not fucking great. I'm gonna. I ran out of time to like really specifically research the hair thing and like give more yeah, specific yeah. details. But as usual, I will have that for you guys in the show notes on our Tumblr. Yes. Um, if you want to do further reading about why that is a taboo in so many nat- native cultures and what it means and like what the symbolism is. Suffice to say, there is symbolism. It was extremely poorly handled here. Stephanie did not do that research or write with, you know, grace of any kind. Yep. Amen. Um, but I will say this. We get a fire line from Bella, a fire excerpt from Bella not long after this. Because when she's looking at Jacob and she thinks to herself, she's like, the physical changes were insignificant. It was all about his smile and his face and like his expression. And what had she done to my boy? What had he done to my boy? He's moving more gracefully. He's frowning. He's no longer a little sunshine boy. Yeah. He looks different. It's she's very like upset by this, this change in him. And apparently all the boys behind Jacob. So we've got Embry, Paul, and we'll confirm that it's Jared at some point. Um, and it's also, those three apparently look all pissy, but Sam's just there and he's chilling. And this is what Bella says. Sam is so above this. I love Sam. Oh my Sam. God. She said scare silly again. Yeah. Yes. Said, Here it is. Take she that did? Out. No. Yeah. She says, she gets very defensive of Jacob and she, well, she says that negative energy to Sam. I wanted to take a swing at him talking about Sam. <laughs> no, I wanted to do more than that. More than anything, I wanted to be fierce and deadly. Someone no one would dare mess with. Someone who would scare Sam Yuli silly. And then she says, I wanted to be a vampire. And I liked that so much. I did like that as a a writing beat because it it breaks her heart all over again. Damn, I didn't didn't even catch the silly. The forbidden (laughs) desire to become a vampire in order to scare Sam silly. She's really, she's saying holy crow. She's saying scared silly poor sam this bastard has done nothing to wrong bella he has literally saved her from the forest the only one who should be allowed to take a swing at sam is leah i think we well actually maybe emily too but definitely leah and we hold bella, for applause don't don't be taking a swing at sam that's not gonna I, end well for you dude i know we learned that later on um and then we get the jacob bella standoff 
Um, well, even before that, and mm-hmm. this is a, a blink and you'll miss it moment. It's what just happened? like third on our list of things to be fucking <laughs> mad at Stephanie about this chapter. It's not as bad as the other two. Okay. But uh, she says the line, Sam nodded once, his face unperturbed. He made a brief comment in an unfamiliar liquid language. Oh, that's right. That's right. I could only be positive that it wasn't French or Spanish, but I guessed that it was Quileute. Fucking great job, Bella. Good detective work. A Quileute person speaking Quileute to other Quileute people on the Quileute reservation. You don't fucking say. No, it was probably French. It was probably Spanish. Like, what other fucking language would it be? Anyway. Nancy Drew over here. (laughs) It also seems weird to me that she's been hanging out on the reservation for two months and she has never encountered the language before. Like... Bowl. Jacob and Billy have never used it. Quill and Ember have never used it. There, I guess there aren't any she, signs in Quill you. I, she was too preoccupied with her holes. I guess yeah, you're so right. Those throbbing <laughs> empty holes. That's the only explanation <laughs> for her to be like, what foreign language could this be? Silliness is what it is. Anyway, I just wanted to get that off my chest before we moved on to the incredible Bella Jacob scene. It's a lot. Um, it is a lot. Yeah, no, there's some interesting lines in here, especially because Jacob is suddenly Disney. so out of character. Like, he's just a completely different person, as Bella oh, he's said. Fucking... Yeah. And he's really channeling I, I got mad today. at him. You got mad? See, even the Jacob lover got mad. I did. I was like, you don't know what she's been through. <laughs> but then the thing is, he kind of has an idea. So it's like, I think he my anger was idea. in him yeah. saying the words he was saying because he knew they would hurt. But from Bella's point of view, she doesn't know what's going on. So she just sees someone who was like, trust me, I won't hurt you. Just all of a sudden, like, turn around immediately. Jugular. Like, he like, said absolutely that being the last like, time they talked. You your vampire loving tendencies, you little bitch. Yeah, she was well, like, wow. That's crazy. He drops the V word. Yeah. First he starts behaving like Edward. He is fucking chewing, gnashing, swallowing the scenery in this scene. I cannot express Dude, I want to spray him with a hose. If I you ever mad. heard the term NARM, which is when there's like the heightened emotions of a melodramatic piece hmm. of fiction are like just not hitting because it's kind of unintentionally comical because they're so strong. It's like, it's like to a crazy degree. That's kind of how I felt about Jacob in this scene. Cause he is talking like it's the end of the fucking world. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I think about all the time? And I quote this in my everyday language. Gee, I don't know if you've ever heard me say this, but in the movie, Taylor Lautner says when this scene is happening, it's raining, it's really dramatic. And he says, Oh my God. I used to be, a good kid. And I say that every... I say that all the time. Oh my god. A good kid. You guys are make me want to rewatch New Moon. I used well, to be I have to a say, good kid. As, as usual, someone more familiar with the movie than the book, I had forgotten the degree to which he is yelling, sobbing, moaning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's not because okay. Because Taylor Lauder's performance in the movie is downright understated compared to what is on the page mm-hmm. here. Um, and I, that scene is so funny because they are just getting fucking blasted with rain the whole time in the film. And it always makes me think of this. I guess it's a TikTok that this one girl did where she reenacts the scene. Well, oh, is Jennifer Coolidge? Oh, is this a different one? No, no. There's so it's, many people who've redone this scene. <laughs> someone is blasting this girl in the face with a, a hose on full power. And she's trying to recite this dialogue. And it's, it's so good. It's like a parody of the um, deleted scenes from New Moon where Kristen Stewart keeps being like, I'm drowning. You need to pull back the hose, which is really funny. It's so funny that the way they oh, shot the man. scene. So like, I think when you imagine that they're getting just 
it's pouring buckets into their faces the whole time, this scene becomes even funnier to me. Yeah. And Bella's like, the whole time she's like, whose fault is this? And Jacob's like, it's those bastard bloodsuckers. That's who he calls them bloodsuckers. Well, right, because she tries to blame Sam. She's like, that fucker Sam has done this to you. <laughs> and Jacob is like, no, he hasn't. Sam's a great guy, actually. Stop blaming Sam. And then Bella's like, well, okay, then who should I blame for the way you're suddenly fucking acting? To me and, and I Quill. I like this because it is the vampire's fault that they've mm-hmm. changed in the first place. So I really like this because well, it's it so pissed. interesting. What I like about it is that he doesn't explain a goddamn thing. No, he <laughs> like, doesn't. He just, um, he's like, she's like, who should I blame? And he's like, your beloved bloodsuckers. And she's like, well, what? Mm-hmm. I don't know any bloodsuckers. I don't know any vampires. Vampires aren't real. What the fuck? No. <laughs> Silly, silly legends. Are you silly? <laughs> and you know what? I forgot we got. She a tries to gaslight him. We get a cameo mm-hmm. from Hallucination Edward. I forgot. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. She's well, like, what are you doing here? <laughs> this scene, this scene takes like, hey, but She talks to both turn. of them at the same time at one point. It's so funny. I love it. I'm sorry. I just collapsed. I love I it. I wish I could find it as funny, but the subtext of the scene right of why hallucination edward is there oh well is yeah because jacob's about to go yeah. woofy and like rip her throat out or something he shit. appears when bella is in danger <sighs> i just love bella being like not the time man right yeah <laughs> she's like what the fuck are you here so she doesn't consciously realize she's in danger but hallucination edward's appearance is supposed to signal to the audience the fact that jacob is possibly going to hurt Bella, which is yet another really great stereotype against Native men is that they're violent and they're gonna, they're coming for your white women. Like, it's fucking... Sorry, I was so caught up in the wolf. No, I was caught up in the euphoria of werewolves. Damn, you got me, Steph Mayer. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry I keep having to, like, bring us back to this downer racism that pervades No, nah, dude, as I was reading this chapter, I was like, we got some shit to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Weird boy, do we ever. Yeah. It's mood. kind of a low point so far in New Moon in terms of how much racism <laughs> is occurring. But yeah, no, like, it's it's a, a weird interaction because Bella's like, I'm not in any danger. and But the fact that Hallucination Edward is there at all means that on some level, she believes she is in danger. And I guess to bring it back to slightly more lighthearted territory... I can only imagine that in Bo's version, he would be even more confused because how could he be in danger from a girl? Girl, yeah, girl can't girl, girl, not man. danger. Yeah, small, delicate lady girl, Julie yeah. girl cannot hurt me. No, not at all. Not even a little bit. Not even a vampire girl. What's happening here? But also, we do have to drink for hallucination, Edward, because he does make yes, appearance. Yes, we do. And I think the line "You're being ridiculous," I told them both. Is <laughs> I love it. Hallarious. She's talking to her hallucination and her friend she's fighting with at the same time. There's a great part where Bella's trying, because she's trying to act like, oh, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And Jacob does acknowledge this throughout the conversation because he's like, well, I can't I mean, tell you. I can't tell you just like you have sometimes have secrets where you can't, you can't betray other people's trust too, blah, blah, blah. So there's a part where he's like, I know you know what I'm talking about. And then we get this. He raised one eyebrow in disbelief. I think you understand exactly who I mean. You're not going to make me say it, are you? I don't like hurting you. And I liked that. I really liked it. I went, Mm -hmm. oof. Because she's like, she's like, she's not going to say anything. So he says, like, the Cullens. Like, he's like, you made me say it and I'll say it and I'll hurt you. I'll do it. Bloodsucker. And he said, I saw that. I can see in your eyes what it does to you when I say their name. Mm -hmm. Jacob. 
Mm-hmm. I like that intriguing. part. <laughs> intriguing. I like it. He's like, it. they haven't directly talked about any of it, but he's still like, I I I know about that big old hole in the big old hole, man. I'm trying to be I'm trying to go around your hole. <laughs> <laughs> he respects the hole. He really respects the hole. You can definitely tell in this scene is that Stephanie Meyer has upgraded Jacob to love interest status because now he gets to do things like brood and say things in a low moan. And then at one point, what fucking takes the cake? I had completely forgotten this was in here. I'm going to eat. Is that he goddamn, he yells, why, why? As he punches through a tree and destroys Oh yeah. Literally fucks this tree up for no reason. <laughs> exactly yeah. like Edward in the meadow scene. Why why is the new as if you could fight me off? And Stephanie makes sure to tell us that it wasn't a big tree. It quote unquote yeah, it was wasn't a little a big tree. tree. So yeah, it was a big question. He's not as strong as Edward. Do we think Julie punched a bush? Like what what even smaller tree was Julie punching? I think she, um, I don't know. I feel like she punched a tree that was either the same size and it didn't tip over like all the way or it was mm-hmm. bigger and it only like almost shook. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think she punched yeah. something Maybe smaller. some pine cones fell off. Guys, I think I'm in danger of loving Julie. <laughs> like I'm just very excited. <laughs> no. I just keep forgetting. I'm like, yeah, I Jacob's fun. And then I'm like, in oh, danger of loving I Julie. think we all do because she's, <laughs> she's great. great. <laughs> but in the same vein as Jacob being kind of upgraded to this love interest where we're like, oh, suddenly he looks like he's aged and he's bigger. Peak and he's like behavior fruity. Stephanie Meyer finds sexy, punching through a tree. And it's like, okay, sure, fine. But this, I always forget about this part here. And my entire my entire note is just a, an angry keyboard smash that says, God damn it, Bella, I was rooting for you. Because she says... And this is Bella. This is Bella Swan. This is homegirl who's like, I had to draw boundaries and make sure he knew it was friendship for me. She mm-hmm. says, oh, yeah. Are you breaking up with me? The words were all wrong, but they were the best way I could think to phrase what I was asking. After all, what Jake and I had was much more than any schoolyard oh romance. God. Stronger. I this girl's never had a best friend before. I the most mixed signals. She yep. is. <sighs> Well, you and I had very different reactions to that line because my note was, to be fair, Bella, you did lead him into the forest, which, as we all know, is where breakups are meant to occur. You you brought him to the breakup spot. Oh, that's so true. Bella be like, I know a place and take you to the forest to break up. (sighs) See, but I I didn't mind the are you breaking up with me. I I think I'm more minded when she was like, give me time, maybe. Yes, yes, Mm. thank you. That's the one that bothered me. Toxic. I like when she, no, but I did. I was fine with it when she started doing that because I'm like, you know what? If you're going to be toxic, commit. And she committed. She well, committed. Yeah, personally, commit to the toxicity. <laughs> where I land is that the the are you breaking up with me thing, I have no real problem with it because uh, there's just not a better word. Like, friends do break up, yeah. you know? Friendships yeah. end. And but you usually just sort of like, oh, are we not friends? The bang. Breaking up. You know this kid has a crush on you, bitch. I mean, I think, I think that was a valid I call friend it. breakups breakups. I get yeah, it. she even lampshades like I couldn't. She even lampshades that they're the wrong words, but she can't think of any better words. So like, sure, but yeah. So when Bella realizes that Jacob is indeed cutting her out of his life, <laughs> oh, hell. she, get, she gets she gets fucking desperate. She gets clingy. She gets crazy, it's and she awesome. yeah, <laughs> she says that line where she's like, "Well, 
is it because I friend zoned you? And she's like, well, maybe just like, give me time. And like, maybe I can get over my revulsion and bring myself to yeah. feel attracted. She's like, to yeah, you. don't quit on me. Blah, blah, blah. She said, I was desperate reaching, stretching the truth so far. It nearly curved into the shape of a lie. <gasps> Which is like, <laughs> it just, there's so much to unpack there. Awesome. Like she's making Terrible. this so transactional, right? But she's awesome. like, I will put out if you just stay with me. <laughs> Be my free therapist. She like, said, do you want like a quick handy? You can go a little deeper in the forest. <laughs> Whatever you want, bro. Whatever. And that's, I mean, that's very, very subtextual. Like she doesn't say anything about sexual favors, but like that, I mean, the idea of like, I'm going to force myself to fake fall in just love with you. don't quit which on Which she me now, knows Jake. is a I lie. I can't take it. It's just, girl. it's kind of so far out of, so out of pocket. Like, girl, what? What are you saying? Um, but you know what? It is good drama. You know, it's very dramatic that she does that. I started enjoying myself again once I realized that Bella was fully committing to the bed. I said, "You know what? Fine, let's do it. I'm she's in. I'm all in." Let's pimp go. herself out in exchange for friendship. Which I, is just like she's like, "You thought um, I was pathetic before. Check this out, guys. <laughs> Watch this." It's truly uh, crazy that she says that. it's wild that that's in there. Um, and we get the "it's not you, it's me" line from the movie. Yeah, that Jacob they kept, says and, that, which Bella mocks, and I think it's like fun. verbatim. It's pretty mm-hmm. fun. Well, I think it's interesting. I had completely forgotten that Jacob does this this self deprecating thing, right? Like what Shannon was saying about Taylor Lautner saying, "I used to be a good kid, a good kid," and where he's, oh, he's like, "I'm not good anymore." Yes, he mm-hmm. says he's not good and not good enough to be her friend anymore, which is like I completely did not remember that ever being an issue for him i love her getting whiplash like what the fuck are you talking about i'm the problem here dude like what (laughs) again it's such an edward thing to say of like oh i'm the bad guy i'm a monster you shouldn't be spending time with me i do find it interesting though that he's the only one who can commit to this because he's like well i'm unsafe for her fucking fine okay and he's like i'll stay away and he kind of does bella has to go seek him out which doesn't really happen well i was gonna ask like what what is the subtext of this because i honestly forget but i was like I guess he is referring to his fear of losing control of, of his like wolf shape shifting form and yes, physically hurting which her. We'll because figure out. Well, I think especially the main like reason why in a f- like a few chapters. I think I feel like it's kind of like um, not insinuated. I guess that unless they actually talk about it, I just missed it when they're like just turned. They probably have like so little control. Yes. Well, it's over, implied like, here when that, that like wolf turns and stuff. So he might just think that that's just what his life is like now. That might add to the catastrophizing of this whole scene to begin and with. And he's 16. He's like, I don't trust myself. You are like one of the best things in my life right now. I can't have that anymore. I'm a monster now. Mm-hmm. Like it's all this kind of stuff. So. It is kind of implied in this scene that he's way angrier than usual. And it he's angrier mm-hmm. than it makes sense to be, in particular at Bella, who like hasn't really done anything. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, except for blame Sam incorrectly, but like based on the information yeah. she and has, he's pissy about the vampire thing. Yeah, it is. She doesn't have any other information that it is Sam. You know, yeah. um. So yeah, Sam it's kind of implied that like given all these teenagers free therapy, <laughs> that his his anger here in this scene is at least somewhat supernatural and like magnified by his his recent mm. werewolfiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I had forgotten that he's the only werewolf who's like emo about it, other than maybe Sam and Leah. But, like, mm-hmm. I think it's lampshaded in Eclipse at some point where Jacob's like, yeah, most of them actually kind of enjoy themselves and have fun and think it's cool. I'm kind of the only one who's, like, in the corner the brooding. Outlier. 
because that's what Stephanie Meyer ordered me to do to be sexy. Exactly. <laughs> Go be sad, hot boy. She tried to fit me in the Edward shaped hole, and this is what I turned out to be. Exactly. Exactly. That hole. Hole. Holes. More holes. More holes. Um. um speaking and- of holes, Bella. For this entire scene, has left the windows of her truck rolled down. Oh, that's right, and it's, and it's now. once again, it's pissing rain. It's yeah. just raining so hard. <laughs> so she gets back in her car and has this incredible line where she says, "The seats were slick and wet. It didn't matter. I was already soaked." Title of her sex tape. Oh, that's couldn't let that tea. pass by. That's tea. And there's a great, I loved this part. Um, I laughed out loud because when Bella's, you know, she's like breaking down, she mm-hmm. thinks not as bad, yes. not as bad. My mind tried to come for me <laughs> comparing the Edward breakup to the Jacob breakup. Truly. Like, it's so insulting. Her, her head she, is like, it's fine. You're okay. She fucking takes time out of her day to tell us that this breakup with Jacob is still not as bad as the breakup with Edward. I Poor Jacob that. never stood a chance. He, he, yeah, was he can't even break her heart more, no matter how hard no. he at her. He's not even as good at heartbreaking. Like, that's so sad. There's so many great lines, like, funny and serious in this one chapter. And it's, it, it's yeah, a great it's time. A it's a wild, good time. Like, I like when she calls history. herself Swiss cheese. Yes! That line. <laughs> I just looked ahead a little bit. I was like, I forgot she called yeah. herself cheese. He'd just been carving out his own hole so that I was now riddled through like Swiss cheese. <laughs> I wondered why well, like, it didn't crumble into pieces. Right, the line right before that, she has even one better. of the most incredible lines of the chapter where she says... I'd thought Jake had been yeah. feeling the hole in me, or at least plugging it plugging up. Plugging it up. <laughs> Title of our sex tape! It's My so good, Your Honor. She, I just, like, at this point, Stephanie, how do you not hear yourself? Do you, do you see what you wrote there? Plugging her holes. It's, it's fucking Tobias from Arrested Development levels of obliviousness at this point. Like, how do you write this? Bella, Bella back home, like, I thought he was good for my soul and my hole. <laughs> my soul no. and my hole. <laughs> Fuck, dude. But yeah, she goes home thinking about her holes. <laughs> Poor Charlie. She goes home. She explains to Charlie kind of what's happening. Like, why she's devastated. Charlie, like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Not again. Oh, fuck. Yeah, Charlie is, like, red fucking alert. My daughter is collapsing again. There's a scene. And you know, Winnie, I am so glad you are in this chapter because... In a previous episode, after the first, after the episode that you were in last, but in a previous episode from right now, there was a part where G shared something that she thinks about all the time that you shared with her was one of your favorite yes! lines. And what I from oh Twilight. my god, is it the shower? Yes! When I when she talked about hot water in the shower, I I I looked up and I thought the hot water in the shower could be and then I remembered you were in this episode. Yes! Wait, I actually even did, like, I included that line in one of my daily comics from, like, when I did the dailies in February. And it's funny because I just drew me in the shower with the, the book, the page number, and the line. I didn't even say what I was oh thinking about. But every time I'm in the shower, I'm like, the hot water couldn't be rushed. It was like the hot shower. It was so nice. You hot have to show us this comic. couldn't be rushed. Yeah. You have to show us this comic so we can share it with the, the world. It with deserves to be seen. <laughs> Um, and I knew this, sh- this yeah. hot shower appeared just for you, Winnie. And I was so delighted. After this happened, I was like, tomorrow's going to be a fucking ball. She like, <laughs> it sounds like the saddest, worst shower ever where she like can't get warm. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. It's it's so sad. Yeah. Like, it's very like, I've 
me every winter. Like <laughs> I can't get out of the shower. I can't get in the shower. Oh, the temperatures, so the vibes are off. Sometimes the vibes are just off. It's so it's relatable. Um, but while she's in the shower, oh, more yeah. fucking drama is happening. The boys are fighting. Chili breakup alert. Oh, Trouble in Dilfland. Chili. Charlie's pissed. Yes, and then Billy's like, well, you. if your daughter wasn't such a little stalker, like, if you a little yeah. stalker leading on my son, then we wouldn't yes. have a problem. Yeah. Well, and that's so interesting to me that that is the reason that billy gives to charlie for why jacob oh. is icing bella out and ghosting her he's like listen she she doesn't return his feelings and like she's been leading him on all this time and it's like too painful for him which is like that's actually like yeah it's not great but it's a way better excuse than jacob mm-hmm. taking her into the woods and being like it's not sam's fault it's edwards and then bella being like what like if you want to explain why you're ghosting her if you want her to stop sniffing around asking questions stalking you to your house yeah like it's teenage drama yeah just he should have just been like listen i can't continue to be friends with you like i know you don't return my feelings but like it's too painful for me to hang around with you you know it would have made more sense as a reason Mm -hmm. um than what i think also if if he had been like just committed to being like listen like i thought about it you've been leading me on and i can't do this anymore i feel like Bella at least had the awareness she's like I'm pushing my limit here yes he, he had been like I can't do this you've been like you're right I'm awful I deserve it I'm gonna go wallow <laughs> and maybe ride a motorcycle on my own Let's like see. Oh. it would have had the same effect in terms of Bella would still be very upset and depressed and broken but like she would have also I feel like questioned it way less you know <laughs> as a story and I gotta yep. say Charlie once again fucking go into bat for bella yeah like he's like how dare you blame my daughter for this he's he's on the phone with billy like they're having problems charlie's a loyal bitch which strikes me as funny because like he and billy really fucking fight over things my daughter may be psychotic but i love her no right he says i love he has a t-shirt that says i love my mentally ill daughter (laughs) man he's like i'm an ally no like he's such a loyal bitch he's still not over renee you know like he's he's not over renee he he stands up for carlisle to billy so like he and billy must have this like friendship that's just founded on just being bitches to each other but like they've been friends for so long that they're like whatever more they have a more of a sibling relationship in my eyes which is funny for chili stands and you know he would stand up to stand up for billy too but yeah no so like it's it's interesting the dad drama the dad drama is fascinating to me and with the drama for the entire chapter her mentioning her holes plural now yes sent me into Mm. a fit last night okay well the context too she literally she's like i changed into my pajamas yeah i climbed into bed and then she says the hole holes now. holes now we're already aching so why not title Just... of her night at home <laughs> honestly girl buy a vibrator <laughs> <laughs> for your aching holes <laughs> yeah and then her dream is once again fucking dumb do you have anything before I'm the dream? chill with no but the thing is i'm chill with this dream i kind of even like it a little bit because like it's different. Well, it's not dumb bad. It's, it's just dumb funny. It's just really fucking funny to me that she has a, the most literal possible interpretation of this chapter. She dreams <laughs> that Jacob turns into Edward, like physically changes into Edward, uh, which is, that's just so funny. That's really hilarious. <laughs> and I have a tinfoil hat theory about this because oh, there is an extremely early draft I don't think this even made it into Forever Dawn, but maybe it did. I don't know if it's Forever Dawn or some other sequel draft where the story ended with Edward and Jacob switching bodies. Like Edward 
went into Jacob's body. There was a body swap uh, element. And like no. they lived happily ever after as like Edward and Jacob's body with Bella. That's so- I swear this is a thing. I I'm gonna have to research it. I can't remember where it originates, but like I swear this is a Jacob thing. Jacob withered and died at one point. I have questions, but maybe I don't want answers, but I know you'll provide them for me anyway, you bitch. <laughs> I that's what I do. I sleep yeah, around. That's what you do. I liked the dream because I'm like, whatever. At least it's not like prophetic. No, the dream is whatever. Prophetic dreams. Those are the ones I can't stand. Um, It's just kind of funny that that happens because like, it's like, so you agree. You agree that you can only write one type of love interest and now you're trying to squeeze Jacob into that mold. I know. You're shoving this round peg in this square hole. Poor baby. Poor little guy. Man. And then, I mean, the chapter ends on a scary little cliffhanger of sorts. Because yes. Oh, I love it. Fingernails against the glass. Screech. <gasps> dun, 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 Victoria? Dun, dun. Question mark? I question know. mark? Oh, maybe so. I'm so crushed when it's not Victoria. <laughs> I am, I am sad when we are not about Victoria. <laughs> oh. I want Victoria. But before we end this chapter, does anybody have any lines we didn't discuss? Any quotes they wanted to talk about? Any? I will say, I don't know if I'm like alone in this camp sometimes, but I actually always read this series as Bella does have some feelings for Jacob. Yeah. And I oh think no! That... A lot of I think that's okay, kind of cool. canonized I like, in Eclipse. It's like... just yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was always like, cool. <laughs> Who knows? Like at this point, you know, she at least isn't aware of that. Because, like, when she tried to be like, maybe someday I can date you, it, it did oh, seem yeah, like no. she was still But it's also, it's like, like she, it's so silly because she's like, it'll never happen. And then she's alone being like, I just wish I had his warm hands in mine. Plugging my holes. Kind face, Plugging smiling at me. I'm like, okay. And I think it's because <laughs> yeah. of the fact that she had Edward before that she's like, well, I mean, that was it. That she doesn't even in her head, That's like, what she's not is. even going to She has a weird benchmark. She's in, like, a soulmate fix. Yeah, she has <laughs> a weird, is gone. Yeah, weird right. basis for comparison. So, like, it's, if it's kind of subconscious at this point, but like I don't think anyone can dispute that like she has some kind of feelings for yeah. Jacob. And whenever people are all like, "Well, if Edward wasn't around, it would have been a thing," and it's like, "Well, yeah, duh." But then we wouldn't have the story, and we wouldn't have a vampire romance. So yeah. it always makes me yeah. laugh when I see people do that because I'm like, "Well, obviously," but that's not the story we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bethany, sorry. Yeah, it's like oh, there's definitely fan fiction about that. Sorry if your name is Bethany. Um, <laughs> hey. <laughs> you can let, we'll let Beth be like, hey. Uh-huh. Um, Bethany Swire. Yeah, but I mean, anything else you want to talk about? Gia, did you have anything you wanted to Oh, do? just little little language notes. Um, the, the language in this chapter is once again so overblown. Like, Jacob has mm. angry eyes and tortured eyes. Um, and then Bella has tears streaming down her quote-unquote empty face. So, like, that's empty. that's the level of melodrama that we're dealing with here. All these eye crimes, always. It's, I mean, it's, in, it's on theme. It's on theme. All right, all right. So do we have um, a, an MVP of the chapter? Any nominees? I'll say this for the first time since we started this podcast. I remember to pick my MVPs before. <laughs> Good job. So that's a milestone. It only took me 34 episodes. More than that, technically. All right. Well, my MVP is Billy for still blaming Bella, even though he could have <laughs> just lied to Charlie. But the, mm. the messy bitch lives for drama. I also I had think, Billy. Because he's yeah. just caught in the middle of all of this and mediating. He's like having to, he's having to be like, okay, okay, okay. okay. Like, so, many parties, okay. so many Do the people. math on 
how many times Bella called that Wednesday that <laughs> Billy had to listen to the phone ring because every like she called hour. every half hour until eleven. Oh my the god! The fact that he didn't <laughs> unplug the phone and just let her have a baby busy signal. I I wonder if he was just sitting on the back porch, just being like, "There she is again." We really lived in hell before. He was playing a drinking texting. game with someone. You know, every time that she called again, they open another beer. Oh Harry god. was over and they yeah. were like, "Hey, all right, take a shot." <laughs> While Jacob's like writhing in pain in the other room. Well, the part where Bella's like, maybe he invested in caller ID and he's not answering because he forgot. That was so funny. That was a great line. Self burns. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I'm fine with Billy. What about you, Winnie? I mean, yeah, I was going to say Charlie, but then I remembered that Billy had to listen to that Wednesday phone call madness, and I was like, never mind. I I think Billy Charlie did go to bat for Bella, and I really love he's a loyal bitch. Mm-hmm. I love that Charlie's energy is, I don't know what's going on, but I'm not happy about it. It's a good chapter for dad action. Yeah. Da- mm, yeah. Dad action. <laughs> Hello. All right. What about our request for Stephanie? Whose point Ooh. of view would we like to read this chapter retold from? Sam. Sam. Oh, I was going to. Hey! <laughs> Sam. Because- I had also Billy, but Sam is valid. That's a good answer, too. Because Sam... I just want more wolves. We'd get all the gossip on the, like, human-esque side from Billy because he's talking to Charlie, he's talking to Harry, he's talking to the pack. But I think I'm... At this point, I'm really just curious as to the zen vibes that he has to have going on there so he can fucking handle all these angry teams. Oh my god. He's got angry teens. He's got an ex who wants him dead. He's got, I guess, some new girlfriend that is is just he's got a lot going on. Even though he just Maybe the reason that he's so good at staying controlled and not getting angry is because he had he fucking learned from that experience. girlfriend dude yeah i forgot about that oh i don't want to talk about that part yet until no, we have we, to we don't Not until we have yet. to fuck, fuck man in that spoiler alert team but we'll get to it oh man billy would be pretty good too but i mean they've got that hive that hive mind when they're in their werewolf form so i would love to hear what true he's in, in their yeah brains. no i also toyed with um quill's point of view but i feel like that would just be i was fucking thinking that sad. too that <laughs> I feel like it'd be sad, yeah, because he's just alone, and then all of a sudden Bella's there, and he's like, oh, you're my best friend's crush. Uh, yeah, and I'm they, not doing great. They commiserate over, you know, that whole situation. I like that. Ghosted, yeah. yeah, it was nice to see Bella offer some kindness to someone who wasn't Jacob or Edward. Right, look at her. Um, She's in so her you know what? being kind era. That is growth. Um, yeah, but I, I just feel so bad for Quill. I, I don't know if I could handle his POV. It might be too sad for me. Poor babe. Yeah. I'm sure he doesn't even flex in the mirror anymore. It's just him walking in the woods like, fuck my life, dude. (laughs) All right. And on that note, next chapter. We've got a whole other fucking chapter. Okay. Chapter 12, Intruder. This chapter. I love chapter 12. Jacob's like, hey. (laughs) He really does roll up. Just Just complete personality lift. Yeah. Hey, girl. Oh, yeah. Because spoiler alert, it's not Victoria. (laughs) It's not Victoria. Sadly for me. It's baby Jake. And he's baby again. Drink for and the he's hole. He's so happy to see her. Drink for the hole mention, though. New hole. Uh, yes. There was a hole mention, so drink for that. And then, yeah, Jacob is hanging from Charlie's tree, and he's like, get out of the way, because I'm coming into your bedroom. 
which these men just everybody do. out of my way. These men well, just I like do. that he's in um, the same bendy tree that Emmett utterly failed to hide in in Midnight Sun when Edward was like, Emmett was trying to hide, but he was too big to hide in this tree. It was bending <laughs> under his weight. God about that. That was the tree. This I like tree. that Emmett and Jacob have that in common, you know? Like, the they're the same size tree. right now. Boy struggles. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah. Yeah, he gets back in and he's baby again. And Bella's still so mad. She tries to physically mm-hmm. shove him out the window which is just like who's the murderer now bella you can't yeah. push a person out your window wow. and she's like copping a feel and she's like he's so hot this is what is but like i mean temperature hot titties well yeah. i mean oh yeah because he showed up with no shirt yeah <laughs> which she doesn't even comment on until like it's been it's been a little bit and then she's she, like hey, like, even have a shirt on buries the, the, on thir- that. <laughs> the first thing i was like why are you half naked dude it is march yeah <laughs> luckily it, she doesn't successfully push him out the window because man strong man strong Man, tough. Do we think Bo also shoved Julie in the tits? I think he tried to and then was like, "Mm, mm, 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 mm." let's hope not. Yeah. This line makes me laugh too, where she's like, he didn't look sick. He looked huge. He (laughs) looked huge. Title of her sex sex tape. Her her breath kink comes back though, because it does? Yeah, because at one point he like kind of crowd like gets close to her. Uh, oh, wait, no, this is after that. But her breath can't just okay. come back. Well, we can talk about the reason he gives. First of all, this scene is funny because Bella is so out of it. She's so sleepy. She does not <laughs> understand what's happening. She doesn't she have understands just enough to be pissed. She understands We're just enough power. to be like, you broke up with me. Why are you here? Um, <laughs> and like, she's just deeply confusion about what is occurring here. And he says he's keeping his promise um, is why he's here. The reason he gives, which is like, yeah, stand up and cheer. He's keeping his promise. You go, buddy. Mm-hmm. Keep climbing that window. Yeah, and then he's like, you know what it's a, you know what it's like to have to keep secrets and stuff because he can't tell her. Spoiler alert: he can't tell her, even though he wants to. Can't, he can't. tell her the werewolf secret. We're we're gonna find out the details of exactly physically why physically can't do it. Um, but he physically is magically compelled. He can't just be like, I'm a werewolf. Um, so he's, and it's really funny whenever he like gets too close to the topic, he starts like say, sweating and like choking. It's kind of <laughs> horrifying when you think about it. Like, ugh. like, you know, he draws the comparison of like, oh, you too have kept supernatural secrets, but like, it kind of makes it even worse a little bit when you think about like Bella choosing to keep the Colin secret out of love and respect for them versus Jacob being forced to keep the yeah. werewolf secret. He doesn't get agency. Jacob trying to do charades at 3 a.m. in her room. Yes. And be like, what and could it be? so frustrated. Mm-hmm. No, he, they're playing like warmer, colder. I think charades would have been better. I bet Jacob would have been great at acting oh. out werewolf. <laughs> yeah. But like, oh, woo. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking turn into one uh, in her bedroom. <laughs> he's all frustrated and he's like, that part, the part that kills me, he said abruptly, is that you already know I already told you everything. Um, and this is right after this is where we get breath kink Bella, um, because he's saying stuff and she says, he spoke the words right into my face. His breath was as hot as his skin. And she doesn't talk about loving it, but she doesn't talk about not liking it. So she Mm. loves that hot stank breath. Well, it's so comical to me as Jacob is trying to like get her to gradually to remember what he told her that day on the beach in twilight where he was like, yeah, the Quileutes are descended from werewolves, which, you know, we debunked that on the podcast. But, like, he's tell- he told her that story in universe. And um, he's trying to get her to remember that. But all she can think about is the no. vampire part of the story. <laughs> I love it. 
Did you get she's this line? Like, he calls her on it. He's like, well, of course, there's only one part you she's really remember. She's so tunnel visioned on Edward that anytime you talk to her about another topic, she just hears wah, 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 like a Charlie Brown. Like she does has no memory of the non-Edward part of that day. And well, she's trying to think about it. And at one point she thinks I'd ask him to walk with me, flirting ineptly, but successfully in order to pump him for information. And I just said, why did we have to word it like that, Stephanie? I mean, it's a phrase. I, I don't care. I it's don't like phrase. it. I don't she care. Invent it. doesn't matter. <laughs> We're pumping pump him. him. He's huge. We've got holes. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Uh, well, who's pumping who, really? <laughs> then, not long after that, we get, you can't imagine how tight I'm bound. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jacob's, Jacob's got a rope tape. play kink. Um, <laughs> breath kink rope play I feel like every time we say breath kink it makes it's like a breath kink is about being strangled not usually as opposed to Bella's well, I like smell in your not, I don't know how this shit works that's what yeah that's usually what that is um, anyway we're me. not talking about that we're talking about the fact that she loves Edward's breath and the smell of it stink <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah anyway no it's it's the whole scene is kind of interesting the way it plays out i think it's kind of cool that like even though jacob hates vampires he can respect bella's loyalty to the cullens and the fact that she's keeping yeah he can like empathize with that you know he's such a solid dude in this chapter he's keeping his promise Uh, yeah he's making up for the fact that he was fucking being such a dickhead to her last chapter um yeah but i like when they just like talk i feel like in the scenes with Bella and Jacob, we get more of like Bella and any type of husk of a personality that she's ever possessed. But when she's with Edward, it's all about Edward. And it's like Bella's literally just it's she's mm. not. You mean she's like a, a little person. Bit, she doesn't do as a good of a job as being herself. I mean, maybe it's just because I don't like her. So. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> maybe I'm like, You're like no, stop no, no. showing me yourself. Go it's back, yucky. Go back to standing Edward. <laughs> Go in your hole. Go, go back to your hole. You that said the accurate. trash belongs um, with the trash. No, I don't. I'm. I don't really f- feel that way. It's not that bad. Um, I just. I don't really. I can't say I necessarily notice the same difference. I mean, I guess she and Jacob feel a little more like they interact a little more like equals, um, because they're both teenagers as opposed to one of them having superpowers and being a hundred although he's yeah. got superpowers now. And I feel like their conversations are consistently more tolerable to read because I mean except with the exception of last chapter. Jacob's not always, like, negging her over bullshit. And I don't yeah, know, they're, well, just, they're just teens. I like them. Yeah, Stephanie's not trying to do the pretentious, I sound like an Anne of Green Gables, God. like, Bronte love interest, gothic And it, and it comes off much thing. nicer. Yeah. Um, or she wasn't until last chapter. But now, luckily, we've she's gone back. She's allowed Jacob to be a little more himself in this chapter. Thank and God, that is refreshing. Yeah. Um, There are so many, I just want to point out, so many sex tape titles once again. To get a load of this one. (laughs) More sex tape titles for you. Oh, I know what this is. I know. There was something (laughs) stuck in my throat, choking me. I tried to swallow it down, but it was lodged there, unmoving. I tried to spit it out. My whole note says, Stephanie, please! Spitters are quitters, Bella. Swallowing is for boys, I guess. It's still for boys because she can't swallow. (laughs) Swallowing and choking. They get it all down. Bella spits. Write that down. God, Stephanie. (laughs) Home girl. Come on. It's just funny. It's just funny. The more time she does it, the more it's like, how are you not seeing this? Yeah. Um, But guess what time it is? Guess what time it is? It's a momentous occasion. Mm -hmm. It's werewolf time, baby. A woo! 
Werewolf Wednesday. Werewolf time. But of course, but I'm skipping a little bit ahead because this is after Jacob's already left because Jacob does. Right. Well, he kind of, he's like, listen, He basically just shakes her around and like. He shakes her around. He does kind of shake her around. Does he really? It's a very werewolf-like action. He like hugs her really tight and then like flings her back down on the bed. I must have missed that. He's like, sleep so you can use your brain for once, girl. Yeah. Because she's like, he's like, come on, Bella, remember the non-vampire part of that day. And she's like, I'm sorry, I can't. He's like, you're smart. You'll figure it out. Come on. Like, I'm too sleepy. I can't remember. Which, you know what? I do. I'm too sleepy. I was too sleepy to finish writing my shit last night so i woke up this morning so i would be bella in this situation actually i phrases i never thought i'd say i would also be too stupid to remember this late at night um but you know what give her some credit she remembers in the morning yeah she did uh but not until we get yet another victoria victim oh Oh, really yes there's a deja vu dream there's a deja vu dream and i think it's kind of valid Anyways. Well, in this case, she's been specifically, like, triggered into trying to recalling this. So it makes sense that she would have the same dream that she had in Twilight. She has the same dream that she had where she was, like, in the woods with Mike. Mike was in the original dream. I don't think he's in this one. No, um, yeah. And then Edward was there, or Sexy Edith, as Shannon cosplayed in that previous episode. It's um, for you, people. Sexy Edith, and then was attacked by Jacob, who turned into a wolf, or Julie, who turned into a wolf. Yeah. Um, and then we get the something stuck in my throat line, and then we get her realization that what the fuck is going on here? She, like, <laughs> she like sits bolt upright and is like, werewolves. I love it. I love it. She's like, oh, we're, we're werewolves. <laughs> like, Did this mean it. every cool. impossible fairy tale was grounded somewhere in absolute truth? I do love that this is where we finally get Bella being like, I can't fucking do this. Are you kidding yes. me? Well, Are you kidding me? Quote, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I see that quote everywhere and it's like fun. kind of with good reason. It's yeah. kind of a fun paragraph. Yeah, she says, um, what kind of a place was this? Could a world really exist <laughs> where ancient legends went wandering around the borders of tiny insignificant towns facing down mythical monsters? Did this mean every impossible fairy tale was grounded somewhere in absolute truth? Was there anything sane or normal at all? Or was everything just magic and ghost stories? Which is just like, it's a fun genre savvy moment for Bella. It's lampshading that we are in the paranormal romance genre, baby. And if she read less Austin and more like fantasy, she'd be like, oh, obviously this makes sense. She'd be like, you know what? I've got somewhere to start with this at least. Well, you know, she does Mm. read some fantasy and sci-fi. She does give her some credit. I mean, it's kind of, none of it's really the paranormal genres. If she had like read some Carmilla, you know, she'd be better prepared for this. Oh man. But then she's thinking, (laughs) I love this part. Jacob, the only human I'd ever been able to relate to dot, dot, dot. And he wasn't even human. I fought the urge to scream again. <laughs> what did this say about me? And then it just gets funnier because she's like, what she the says, fuck, man? What? Patterns. I, it said that there was something deeply wrong with me. Why else would my life be filled with characters from horror movies? <laughs> oh, baby girl, you are at the mercy of a deeply twisted mind. It's, her name is Sophie. Every time we get that like reluctant um, main character thing from her, I'm like, yeah, girl, strap in. It's funny. Get ready. It's funny. And then she goes it's downstairs true. and that's when we have to drink for Victoria victim number three. She's oh, that's killed right. again. Love that for her. So proud. And then Charlie, because Charlie's like, well, we have to. Charlie's like strapping on his gun. Like, Bella's like, no, 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 you can't. He's like, well, I have to. And then he's like, fuck, please don't start telling me you're going all hippie on me. And you're going to be he's mad like, if I kill these murder wolves. Yeah, he's like, I'm off to kill the wolves who have killed another person. And Bella, who, again, does not realize that this is Victoria doing the killings, 
is like, oh my god, oh my god, don't kill the wolves. Awesome. And Charlie says, you aren't turning into a tree hugger on me. A tree you? hugger. <laughs> what like, a 2000s phrase. Tree yeah. hugger. But you know what? Fuck you, Charlie. Wolves are important to the ecosystem. Yeah, they jot that one down. They restored a bunch of Yellowstone. So. Oh, man. <laughs> I do. I mean, obviously, yes. Um, when wolves kill humans. Um, it's bad. They generally are tracked down and prevented from doing that ever again. Um, <laughs> so that's realistic, if nothing else. Yeah. But like, damn, this is this is an intense scene of Bella being like, there is nothing I can say to get him to stop. Yeah. And then she faces a really fun moral dilemma, which is kind of sort of where we end the chapter on where she's really thinking mm. about, well, what do I do next? Because she because... thinks she's like, my dad is trying to kill the wolves. The wolves are killing innocent tourists. She thinks Jacob and Sam and co are, are killing innocent tourists. Yeah. I do love... <laughs> That she already has such kind of sympathy for vampires in a way that she's like, well, in my defense, I don't know the werewolf diet. I don't know their dietary needs. (laughs) Well, and she doesn't know I don't know. Maybe they need to kill the people. (laughs) She doesn't know how controlled by their instincts they are, which makes sense because like werewolves in lore are generally not in control, right? Like they generally don't have their human sanity when they're in wolf form. So they like wake up and they've killed a bunch of people and they're like, oh no. Um, So like if she believes in like that trope, then it would make sense for her to be like, well, maybe they don't mean to be killing tourists. Yeah. Um, But she says something very interesting, which I had never noticed before, which is she says, up until now, only strangers had disappeared. Did that mean anything or was it just chance? (laughs) So, which implies that like, Bella thinks the wolf pack is fine with like, (laughs) killing random people as long as Victoria, unbeknownst to her, or them, don't kill any main characters. You know, they're allowed to kill like random <laughs> tourists. That's red shirts. Incredible. That's fine. Incredible. <laughs> it's like, girl, I love this part of you. I love the side of you. Like, and Bella didn't particularly care about this either until it was Charlie out there in the woods. And then she's like, oh my God, but they can't kill Charlie. They can have the random tourists. <laughs> she's like, either way. If they need the tourists, then so be it. <laughs> oh, that's true. Either way, I had to warn him or dot, 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 did I? <laughs> Much to think about, Isabella Swan. Yeah, she says, should I warn him if he and his friends were murderers? And then she talks about how like, well, no matter how bad the werewolf instinct to kill could possibly be it can't be worse than the vampire instinct to kill and she recalls how even esme had to run out of the room when she was bleeding and then cries thinking about esme's beautiful face she thinks about esme (laughs) and carlisle and i think that's really sweet you know what sure we love they're so hot they're hurting her feelings you know um (laughs) and she's like you know what Fuck those werewolves, because the Cullens resist their murder instincts every day, and they do a great job. So if the wolves can't do the same, then fuck then those fuck guys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's so, such a double standard, so uncharitable. Like, just because we've never seen any of the Cullens slip up while you knew them, doesn't mean you didn't know it was happening. Like, Jasper fucking eats someone for lunch once, once a year, you know? Yeah, like, his yearly, his annual murder. Man, and at one point um the page before the end of the chapter she does say the phrase fighting the hole i wrapped my arms around my chest fighting the hole (laughs) while i thought about them these holes are getting all sorts of action but now we're getting some good food ladies and gentlemen i'm ready i'm so excited for next yeah no we we've left off in a cool place bella thinks the wolves are murderers she's figured it out (laughs) she's had her eureka moment about the w word Mm, 
I drew a little doodle at the end of the chapter too because I just like sure, sure. forgot how much I I sent it in Discord. It's just a tiny doodle because I was doodling in my book. It's just a giant fucking Jacob being like, "Here's my mentally ill best friend." Oh <laughs> my god, why so big? Stop! I love this. Why so big? Wait, oh that's so funny. Dude, I couldn't get over how often they were just like, he large, he big, he it's huge. His own these past like two chapters. And she looks just as fucking sleep deprived <laughs> and fucked up as she should. <laughs> she looks like a zombie. This is so funny. This is so funny. I'm <laughs> so glad you drew is that. the next Picasso. She's zonked and he's just like, yay, my bestie. She wants to die every day and I love her. It's so cute. <laughs> Oh my god! And she's like, all my friends are murderers. You guys can see it on 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 Tumblr. I promise. Oh my god! Why so big? Why so big? I love that so much. Well, did anybody have any other comments about the chapter? Any quotes? Anything that we skipped over, brushed over? Anything we want to go back on? I don't think so. I was just happy to read. Oh, um, I like that nighttime scene where Jacob's just like, <laughs> use your brain to think of something besides vampires. And he's not even mad. He's just like, man, you would be thinking about the vampires, you little sicko. Vampires <laughs> on the brain. <laughs> you little sicko. Yeah, I mean, I had Jacob for MVP because there's just not that many characters present. And I, I mm-hmm. was impressed with his performance okay. of... You you know, keeping his promise and stuff. And my yeah. request for Stephanie was um, the hikers murdered by Victoria. <laughs> oh, no. Damn. <laughs> because I think that would be such a cool scene of like, and um, you know what? I, in my research for the last episode, the episode that actually aired today, um, I came across, I was reading an early draft of the New Moon screenplay. And originally there was a scene of those hikers getting killed. Um, and you didn't see what killed them. It was this mysterious, like, who's killed these hikers? And I was like, damn, this is kind of a cool, like, horror movie moment that I wish they had kept in there. I feel like I would like to read a perspective of any of the wolves in this chapter to hear Jacob's brain wolf style running all the way oh. to Bella's house and then to hear his brain immediately after running away from Bella's house. Yeah, he's gonna be Bella's in house. trouble when they see what That's he what just shared with her. Like, where are you going, Jacob? Nowhere. We can clearly see you're going to Bella's. Damn. No. I think it's fun. Alright, well, what about MVP, Winnie? Do you have any ideas for MVP? Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, Probably Jacob. He was cracking me up this chapter. So you both voted for mm-hmm. Jacob. Okay, well, Are you I... going to say the hole? Don't say the fucking holes. I... <laughs> All of Bella's holes. <laughs> because, listen, they really carried... Not just have we not given it to before. the holes yet? I don't think have we've we given not? it to the let's holes. Let's give it up for the holes, guys. <laughs> give it up for the there holes. There was a lot of give it up for the holes. Good in job. Ioko's episode, but like this, these chapters gave it a run for its money. Like in terms Bella's, of number of I mean, mentions. Jacob, yes, but also Bella's holes, you know, baby. I'm going to have to make a graph of like hole mentions per chapter. <laughs> oh, that would be good. Oh, that Look for that great. on our Tumblr. Stay tuned. <laughs> Exactly. Oh my gosh. And as for point of view, uh, I want maybe, yeah, I think I want Jacob's point of view because I would like to see what it feels like or looks like when he's trying to talk and he can't. Yeah. He's like, shit. I want to mm-hmm. know that like well, gymnastics like, he's doing in his brain to try to get Yeah, what was out. the exact wording of what Sam was like, don't tell her about yeah, you're a werewolf. Word. Like what, what exactly were Sam's instructions that he's struggling against? I'm curious yeah. about that. Interesting. Much to think about. <laughs> Much to think about. Much to think about, much to uncover, which we will definitely um, as we go on through this. But before we're done this episode, we have a final order of business here because we have our fake books to do. 
orders of business. Yeah, orders. we sure do. We have a couple I am here. stoked to see what Shannon has come up with for um, um, Euphoria and Agony, chapter 11. And did you also write a 12 excerpt? I wrote one for 11 and one for 12. So I I don't know I don't know how long it okay. was, but I'm sorry if it's a little long. It's a, a lot of it is dialogue. Yours is even longer than mine, actually. Oh, shit. Well, it's two chapters no. and it's a lot of dialogue. So I really hope this doesn't okay. take so, so long. So we'll, we'll go through it. We'll, we'll, okay, we'll so... Um, okay. But yeah, I so, think, again, the chapters are still the same title. Um, yes, chapter 11, yeah. Cult. Um, and Shannon's note says, This scene takes place right after Bo makes the Sam slash Colt slash Julie connection, but before he leaves for La Push. Okay, so he says, I decided I'd better call Charlie first. Maybe whatever was happening with the La Push girls was something the police should be involved in. I stumbled my way inside, tripping on the front step in a hurry to be on my way. Charlie answered the phone at the station himself. Chief Swan. Dad, it's Bo. What's wrong? There was no way I was going to be able to lie my way out of this one. I cleared my throat to speak in a lower register. I didn't want my voice to betray me and crack. I'm worried about Julie. My voice cracked anyway. Why? he asked, surprised by the unexpected topic. I think... I think something bad is happening at the reservation... Julie told me about some strange stuff going on with the other girls her age. Now she's acting the same way, and I'm worried. Acting how? Charlie's voice was skeptical, and I couldn't understand why he suddenly seemed hesitant to talk. This was serious. It was an emergency. Well, they're all becoming really standoffish. They keep to themselves, and I've heard that they're really moody. Julie was even telling me how her friend Quill got into some sort of fight with one of these girls. It was apparently really ugly. Charlie sighed on the other end of the line, and I heard him mutter something that sounded like, Renee told me she covered this, before he cleared his throat. Now his voice sounded like he was trying to be normal. Lucky for him, he didn't need to deepen his voice to compensate for vocal cracks. Bo, did they have sex ed at that school of yours in Phoenix? It took me two (laughs) seconds to realize what Charlie was implying. Oh my god. Yes, that's not what... I don't... It might just be that time of the month for them, kid. <gasps> Charlie. I drew his Charlie! name out, groaning with embarrassed dismay. I'm not talking about... about... periods! <laughs> I hissed the word over the receiver. My face <laughs> felt hot, and even though I was mortified, I was relieved to be alone in the house. Now no one would see how splotchy and rashy I was getting. Drink. Well then, what kind of stuff? He sounded a bit annoyed, as if he was also frustrated with our misunderstanding. I figured he would have been relieved at not having to talk to me about the birds and the bees while I was mid-breakdown. I'd really screwed this up. Now he wasn't going to take me seriously. I tried to sound convincing anyway. First she was scared, and then she was avoiding me, and now... I'm afraid she's part of that bizarre gang down there. Sam's gang. Sam Uli's gang. The gang that belongs to Sam Uli. That bizarre gang of Sam's. (laughs) Sam Uli? Charlie repeated, and I couldn't tell if he was mocking me or not. Yes. Charlie's voice was more relaxed when he answered. I think you've got it wrong, bud. Sam Uli is a great girl. Well, she's a woman now. I mean, she's always been a girl, but she's a good daughter. I wanted to call him a hypocrite when Charlie couldn't even get his message across, but he kept on talking. You should hear Billy talk about her. She's really doing wonders with the youth on the reservation. She's the one who... Charlie broke off mid-sentence, and I could tell that he had been about to talk about how she'd found me when I had gotten lost in the woods. 
The memory of that piggyback ride still stung my holes. I moved on quickly. Dad, it's not like that. Julie was scared of her. Did you talk to Bonnie about this? He was trying to soothe me now. I'd lost him as soon as I'd mentioned Sam. Bonnie's not concerned. Well, Beau, then I'm sure everything is fine. Julie's mature for her age, but she's still young. She's probably just figuring her stuff out. He cleared his throat. I'm sure she's fine. She can't spend every waking minute with you, after all. Girls hate it when you get clingy. This isn't about me, I insisted, but I knew there was no more hope for this conversation. Not that there'd been any for the last few minutes. I don't think you need to worry about this. Let Bonnie take care of Julie. Charlie! (laughs) My voice cracked again, but worse this time. It was like I'd never even been through puberty. Boy, I have a lot on my plate right now. Four tourists have gone missing off a trail outside Crescent Lake. There was an anxious edge to his voice. This wolf problem is getting out of hand. I was momentarily distracted, stunned, really, by this news. There was no way the wolves could have survived a matchup with Lauren. You said it! I didn't think you were going to say it! The only reason I went that far in there is because I realized they named up Laurent, and I wanted to see if you would say Lady Laurent or Lauren. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I do like, though, that um, there's more dead tourists in this version. Yeah, you know why? Why? Because man's hungry. Victor needs more humans. <laughs> You're so right. Men, they gotta be killing more, you know? Men gotta eat. Uh, yeah. Okay, but okay. when, when, yeah, but when he mentioned, um, when Bella mentioned something about, um, or Charlie said, boys his age, I was like, oh, okay. Or one of them said boys his age, I was like, okay, girls the their age, I can't wait. right the fuck out. Yeah. Especially because, like, so often werewolfism is, like, metaphor for girl puberty. You know, like, your mm-hmm. ginger snaps. Your hemlock groves. Yeah, there you go, y'all. <laughs> anyway, moving this on. Chapter 12, Intruder. The author's note here says, Bo wakes up and thinks Victor is at his window ready to McMurder him. Oh, my favorite word. <clears throat> I choked back the building scream and accidentally inhaled my spit. The urge to cough a lung up was pushed back even despite the sudden burning pain in my chest. Just like with Joss in the ballet studio, I would have to keep quiet through this. Somehow. I had to somehow accomplish what I couldn't do before and keep from screaming no matter what pain Victor put me through. Anything to prevent Charlie from coming to investigate. And then a familiar, throaty voice called out from the dark silhouette. Oh, it hissed. Ouch. Shit, open the window. Ouch. I needed two seconds to shake off my shock and horror before I could move, but then I scrambled to the window, collided with the glass, and nearly brained myself on my windowsill. It took me a few tries, but I managed to lift the window out of the way with my useless mitts. The window made the slightest (laughs) squeak as it lifted. The clouds were dimly lit from behind, enough for me to make sense of the wriggling shape. What are you doing? I gasped. Julie was clinging precariously to the top of the cedar tree that grew in the middle of Charlie's little front yard. Her weight hadn't bent the tree much, but the momentum of her swinging legs kept pulling it further and further down. She was dangling at least 25 feet above the ground, less than an arm's length away from me. The branches at the top of the tree scratched against the side of the house every time she swung forward. The noise it made was awful. That must have been what woke me up. I'm trying to keep... (sighs) She huffed, shifting her weight as the treetop bounced her up and down and back and forth. My promise! I blinked my dry, itchy eyes, suddenly sure that I was dreaming. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. When did you ever promise to kill yourself in front of me? I want to forever change our bond and the trajectory of your life. (laughs) After a few seconds, she cackled at her own joke. I looked on, unamused. I honestly didn't get it. 
She started swinging her legs straighter and more deliberately. Get out of the way, she ordered. Huh? She swung her legs again, pointing her toes toward me as her momentum increased. My eyes couldn't help but watch as all of her bounced alongside the tree. I pulled my eyes away and didn't protest as I ducked to the side. It would have been too late anyway. No use wasting my breath. With a grunt, she launched herself toward my open window. As if the spit from earlier was still trapped in my windpipe, I fell into a coughing fit when I tried to shout and instead choked. I waited to watch her fall to her death, or to at least really mess herself up against the side of my house, Looney Tunes style. To my shock, she swung agilely into the room, landing on the balls of her feet with almost no noise. It took a few seconds for me to get my choking cough under control, but when, it, when I did, we both looked up to the door and held our breath. I wondered if that was the noise that would wake up Charlie. A short moment of silence passed, and then we heard the soft, continuous hum of Charlie's CPAP machine. <laughs> a wide grin spread slowly across Julie's face. She seemed extremely delighted with her stunt performance. It wasn't the smile that I knew and really, really liked. It was a new smirk, one that was a gross imitation of her old innocence, on the new face that belonged to Sam. This was way too much girl drama for me. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> I will say for the listeners and for Winnie, there's been a lot of talk about dads and CPAP machines this week in the group chat. So I was like, I yeah. gotta give him one. Mm-hmm. Not the <laughs> CPAP give machine. One. Took me out. Fuck, Stop. man. Too beautiful. Too brilliant. I mean, right, how much time? I have an issue. So that was uh, Euphoria and Agony. Yeah, a that's what Two excerpts to. from Euphoria and Agony. They were I a lot of fun. wish I'd had time to write my second excerpt, and I think I might still do it as another AO3 Ooh. bonus. Okay. Um, but I did write a summary. So you can read my first excerpt, and then you okay. can read a summary of what my second excerpt Ooh, would be. I'm excited. All right. Well, right now, right now we have, of course, chapter 11. Or, or Actually, I don't know what the numbers are, but... The course it might be 12 and 13 yeah, yeah. so we have the arrival and pursuit so arrival is the first one pursuit's the one that we'll get a summary of and for arrival we have our author's note where g says yeah sorry this got a little less comedy and a little more action it's also super long you're fucking welcome <clears throat> all right let's go i was loath to admit that alice had been right but i felt better after i'd hunted it would have been intolerable otherwise to pack myself into such close quarters with the throbbing heartbeats of nearly 200 airline passengers and crew on the red-eye flight to Houston. The other unbearable torment was the memory of the last time I'd boarded a plane south to Phoenix. Then I had swelled with hopeful anticipation. Every- <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Then I had swelled with hopeful anticipation, every inch of myself rigid with eagerness to see Bella's face again until the moment I'd stepped off the jetway and onto into a nightmare. Now I was seeking out the nightmare on purpose. I was a hunter once more, tracking my inhuman quarry, and the only version of Bella's face I could ever again lay eyes on was tucked into the pocket of my Caribbean green fleece pullover. I forgot about that. Evidently, my decision to travel south to Texas, my only lead on Victoria, had triggered a new wave of corresponding decisions and visions. And as I pulled the, the 325 coupe into the airport parking lot in Bangor, my hated Nokia had shined with a single word text from Alice. Houston. So now I had a city, 700 square miles of densely packed humans milling about, living out their brief mundane lives. Two million people, and it was up to me to find the vampire in the haystack. I spent the flight ignoring the cheap, perf- perf- ignoring the cheap perfume reek of the two bottle blonde women in the seats on either side of me. 
I had purchased my ticket at the last minute and since beggars couldn't be choosers, been forced to fly coach on Southwest (laughs) and reviewing my mental map of Houston and its surrounding areas, devising a search grid and mentally debating which neighborhoods Victoria was most, most likely, mostly likely to hide or hunt in. It made me nervous that she had chosen a city not only on the edge of Southern warlord territory where no civilized vampire would willingly set foot, but also right on the Gulf of Mexico. Just as when Emmett Carlisle and I had pursued James East into the Canadian wild, it would be crucial that I prevent Victoria from fleeing into a large body of water, or the game would be over before it began. I winced as I caught myself thinking the word game. That was James's term for the thrill of the chase. You all right, sweetheart? It was my aisle seatmate, the heavier of the two women. Evidently, I had winced too noticeably. He looks pale. Should I press the button for a stewardess? Maybe he needs one of those sick bags. Ha! The venom in my gullet would eat right through such a flimsy contraption. The assiduous... Assiduous? Mm -hmm. The assiduous unnatural blonde continued needling. Are you sure you wouldn't like some gum? No. All I need is some peace and quiet. I leaned back against the headrest, feigning sleep as I tried to tune her shrill mental voice, tune out her shrill mental voice, and the hundred plus other mental voices with their humdrum little concerns, all jockeying to distract me from my hunt, hunt, not game. The monster in my chest was never dormant now, always pacing and snarling, baying for Victoria's head, but I marshaled my willpower and silenced it. This was no game. This was my solemn duty, a quest to preserve the most precious life in the world. Only by eliminating Victoria could I keep my promise to Bella, that it would be as if I had never existed. I had to crush the spider, purge my taint, but I would take no sadistic pleasure in the action, I vowed. I would not be like James. Still, it was impossible to shake a certain sense of similarity, even of symmetry. James had once flown south to hunt my mate. And now I hunted his. Now we have a slight time skip. The plane lands. The sun was just beginning to peak above the horizon when I stepped off the jetway at William H. At William P. Hobby Airport in Houston. Not wanting, not wanting to deal with Alice's haranguing. I don't know how to say this word. Haranguing. About how it would attract attention if I boarded the plane without a suitcase. I had conceded to the human charade only far enough to buy a messenger bag at the terminal in Maine and fill it with a dozen souvenir t-shirts festooned with garish, garish cartoon lobsters. Garish. Garish, whatever. Beneath my fleece pullover, I still wore the sleeve button down I had put on the day I had said goodbye to Bella forever. I had had no reason to change clothing since then. Who else in my bleak and colorless midnight world was worth impressing? The action of unbuttoning the shirt would only serve as a cruel reminder of the day I had unbuttoned another more faithful shirt in order to show Bella my monstrous blazing skin. Skin I would have to keep hidden once the sun rose in Houston. I found a seat at an empty gate before the memory could trigger another swelling throb of the knot in my center. Here I could close my nose. Here I could close my eyes and focus on channel hopping through the minds around me, searching for some hint of Victoria. Surely she too would be forced to cover her vilely glittering skin and limit her movements during the day in this sunny metropolis. We had that handicap in common at least, and I had the element of surprise on my side. Once I had searched through the dull human minds in the airport, I could eliminate this area and move on to the first neighborhood in my search grid, 
And then the hunt could truly begin. Should have checked my bag. Stand in line for crappy coffee. I could always... So pretty. Maybe I should write my number on the receipt. My mind, my mind caught the thought at the same instant my nose caught the scent, and my eyes snapped open. Impossible. It couldn't be. Victoria couldn't be here. Yet here she was. The stray thought had come from two floors beneath me, at the coffee stand in the baggage claim area, where the feral nightmare creature who hunted my love had just ordered a venti, venti strawberry frappuccino with six shots of espresso. The no! human barista had just finished scrawling his number on the receipt and was handing it over. Have a nice day. His adolescent voice cracked as he spoke to the beautiful stranger. Victoria oh smiled God, her dude. predator smile, white canines glinting unnaturally in the fluorescent light as she read his name tag. You have a nice day too, Andrew. And she actually winked at the hapless, youth, hapless youth, obscenely flirtatious. Two floors above, I leapt to my feet. The stairs. Where were the stairs? In the barista's field of vision, Victoria's head snapped up as if someone had called her name. No, she couldn't possibly have caught my scent yet. Could she? The smile on her face morphed from voluptuous to triumphant, and she whirled for the exit doors, moving just a little too fast for a human as she abandoned her still unmade frappuccino. I entered a loud curse, scarcely noticing as a nearby family of tourists recoiled at the noise. Victoria was already through the exit as I shoved my way down an escalator. I noted, hopping from mind to mind of the humans around her, that she was wheeling a sequined pink suitcase and wearing a jacket that said, All Texas Varsity Cheer State Champions, over her usual faded hiker's clothing, as if to taunt me with the knowledge that she was slaughtering high school girls now. Ooh! Damn. That's oh good. my god, I, like I loved that. the strawberry frappuccino mm. with shots. That made that caused that brought me pain. Just some barista humor for Winnie. I like that we both had boys with cracking voices. I know. I was like, got to that part. We said like, it's the puberty what? chapters. Yeah. And yeah, that was a, a cameo from one of our characters named by our contest Andrew. winners. Yeah. That was Andrew. Oh, Andrew, the flirty barista yeah. who had to make her abomination. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. I was trying to think, like, what would a vampire who has never tasted this shit think was Get. a normal order? Right. Horrifying. Six pumps, let's go. That's so fucking good. Oh, I love that she was there. You said, no, she's going to be just close enough to fuck with him. Yeah, well, obviously, timeline-wise, this doesn't quite match up, uh, but we needed to actually be pursuing victoria so this yeah. is right before chapters 11 and 12 yeah but it happens because sometimes chapters just don't line up anyways yeah so yeah. um for chapter 12 pursued here's a summary where g says i might write a bonus ao3 exclusive snippet of this one later and it says and she says this victoria evades edward by hopping into a taxi and he follows her into a stolen insert highly specific model of car here through downtown Houston to the other large airport, George Bush intercontinental catching only small glimpses of her thoughts as she stays just out of range. Only there he reads her mind just enough to glimpse her boarding pass, which says Rio de Janeiro before she evades him again, this time by slipping into a woman's restroom with two exits here. Edward loses her trail among the disgusting dank human smells and is forced to guess whether she actually boarded her flight. In which case he has only 20 minutes he, has to, uh, he only has 20 minutes to catch the next flight to Brazil, or whether she's left the airport entirely, in which case Edward could dash outside the airport and try to pick up her trail again. He figures she can't have left the building now that the sun has risen and that even if she has, 
Uh, she has enough of a lead to disappear into the bay and therefore the Gulf of Mexico anyway, and decides that she must have boarded the plane. Because she couldn't have possibly let him glimpse her boarding pass on purpose, she can't know how his gift works. Surely not even Tanya and her horror sisters were so loose-lipped to tell Laurent, and therefore Victoria, of Edward's ability and its oh limits. God. Surely Victoria just got on the plane to Brazil. Definitely. I love that. But yeah, oh, just, just a little action stuff. I love the um, <laughs> restroom with two exits. Because you know, after that, he was so, so pissy about... Well, and I was just in one. They have a restroom with two exits. Um, they have multiple restrooms with two exits in LaGuardia. Um, as I discovered, I had a real Bella Swan moment. You were like, <laughs> where am I? So what's going on? Visiting my brother in NYC. So now you're getting fun. out of the stall confused. <laughs> Which way? Oh, that was so good. I love him being like, yeah, I'm in the middle seat of a fucking Southwest flight. <laughs> yeah, best of luck with the next chapter there. Oh, no, that's so fun. I can't wait. I'm soliciting input for what specific model of car he should steal in order to do his Victoria car chase through Houston. Yeah. Man, um, I don't know any type of car. Me neither. So we're going to leave this one up to uh, the All I know is I love, I love a good yeah. car. Yeah, I'm, I'm open to suggestions for that. Mm, well, I mean... That covers every single order of business for another mm-hmm. two-chaptered episode here. Yeah. Hey, Winnie. Woo. Yeah. Thanks for coming back. Woo. Oh, my gosh. I will always be here to go a woo and <laughs> oddly pine over Jacob. I guess my, my childhood heart is like, that's my man. That's Listen, the we, boy. We're a coach, and we put you in because we knew you were the MVP of this chapter. Yeah. You said, I want to see chapter. my little boy. Here he comes. <laughs> Here we go. Although I also love that we really get that wild duality from him, where he was like, "My mom said I can't see you anymore," and then he's like, "Hey, girl." Just kidding. I snuck out. They don't know I'm here. Breaks her heart into a million pieces, and then acts like nothing has happened. He was like, "That was just performance art." I'm so sorry. Anyways, can we still be friends? Man, what a little darling. Um, but Winnie, where can the people find you? Um, on the interwebs, online, social media, anything. On the interwebs? I am a secret. I am a whisper Mm. in the wind. But I do help my friend out with her Etsy shop, which is giraffecat.co, which will leave you to Etsy. But giraffecat.co just sounds cooler. No, it's fun. But it's something like that. You can Google it. You'll find it. We have have it it linked in the show notes, yeah. Some vampire stuff, lots of, like, ACAB stuff. Hell yeah. Fuck turf stuff. Fuck yeah. I love to hear it. Oh, man. Amazing. Now, we've got some stuff going on now. It's a new year. Happy 2024 again. We already said that. But, um, Jay, what's going on with Bella's Book Club in our new year? I mean, new year, new Uh, books? So glad you asked because I'm so stoked Mm -hmm. for this month's book. Um, We're airing January 1st. Uh, Happy January 1st. Which means you guys still have three weeks to read our January book, which is The Blue Castle by L.M. Montgomery, who also wrote oh. Anne of Green Gables and okay. the Moon, which we read earlier this year. Which was fun. Um, and The Blue Castle is just like, ugh, it's so delightful. It's a, it's a real like feel-good book, but not in like a lame way, in a, in a genuinely fun way. In a butterflies uh, so in your tummy way. I'm so excited to see what book club makes of this one. Um, and our discussion for that will be January 22nd over on the Bella's Book Club Discord. And we also have a Bella's Book Club Tumblr you can follow. It's just Bella's Book Club, all one word, has the links to our Discord and everything else. And we have a Goodreads and a Storygraph that you can follow. 
Come check it out. Yes. And you can also find us online in many places. We are three books, one plot, all spelled out, all one word on Tumblr, Instagram, TikTok, and Ko-Fi. And our Gmail is threebooksoneplot at gmail.com. In our episode description, you can find all the relevant links, including the link to our show notes and our link tree, which just provides direct links to all the socials I just listed. Um, As always, our home base, where we are the most active, is our Tumblr account, which is where we cross post our polls, we share bonus content, um, you know, host our show notes there. It's where it's just easiest to come on and chat with us and jump into the conversation. Um, So, I mean, again, if you don't have a Tumblr account, just get one now because it's really the safest place to be at this point. (laughs) Oh, man. But another quick thank you to everyone who has sent us messages on Tumblr and via Gmail. Um, please, if you don't mind, rate and review our show in the platform that you use. And again, if that platform is Spotify and you're listening through that app, go ahead and click around now so you can vote in the MVP poll, answer our question of the week, and you can also find that poll and that question on Tumblr too. Um, you can do polls and answer questions on Spotify? Yeah, you yes. can. Isn't that fun? What the fuck have I been doing? <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, and you so, can read other people's responses, hey, which are always so funny. Yeah, clever. we can we can click responses oh to God. publish for everybody to read. But yeah, I try to keep the polls open as long as I can, but sometimes the site um, glitches on me. So usually the polls are open for best. at least several months. Um, I've been trying to reopen older polls for our newer listeners to open on because the, I don't know, the website says I can do it, but it always glitches. So yeah. one day I'll We want people to be able to participate because it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. I want y'all's opinions. Um, <laughs> but again, if you want ours, you got them here and you got them on Tumblr and other places too. So before you go searching us out on there, before you go to Giraffe Cat Co on Etsy, um, we have to leave you, we have to depart with a little tip from our darling G over here. Well, I actually have oh. two safety tips oh, this week. Um, tips. First safety tip of the week is stop fucking going hiking in Forks, you dumb <laughs> fucking Taurus. <laughs> Second of all... I was literally yeah. thinking while you were talking, I'm like, they're asking for it to get mauled by wolves True. at this point. Precisely. Like- <laughs> yep. Second safety tip of the week. This one is Bella's safety tip of the week. If you live in the rainiest town in the continental US, you should probably... Roll up your car windows when you go off to have a dramatic, tearful breakup with your bestie. Safety tip. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Roll those windows up. Stop. Get out of the fucking woods. (laughs) And we will see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.